this week, the internet taught me that um, the reason why so many in the radical left participate in speedrunning is because is to elevate alternative sexual archetypes in the marketplace, like fastest Mario. That's a sexual archetype. No. <laughs> what what is happening this, okay so this dude and i don't know who this dude is and i don't care and neither does anyone else but this dude got like true classical he, liberal what, who is this person it doesn't matter I'm just and curious. it probably never so will but like this dude went on some crazy twitter rant about like the psychology of like speed running at like and and connecting it to like sexual <laughs> deviance this dude is <laughs> the part that's the reason i'm curious about this person is <laughs> because it sounds like they're writing their phd in it and then it says they're a phd student so it's yep. like uh i really hope this garbage doesn't get published <laughs> this like you and I have both spent time in t- in higher ed. Uh, yeah, to say the and, least. Yeah, you more than me. <laughs> but I've spent a lot of time around it because, like, Jesse was in it for a long time when yes. I wasn't also. So, like, you know, with our powers combined, like, a decade plus yeah. in, in higher ed. If not, like, close to two. I, I, mean, think yeah, we, much. I think we all know somebody who knows how to use all of the language... Of a PhD student. Sure. But it just comes out as like buzzword jumble that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, so like it sounds using... academic, but means nothing. Well, yeah. Oh, God, there's so many. Oh, I don't even want to get into that. But yes, yeah. that no, is, you that know, happens. you know, though, you I know. mean, I've I've literally had to read papers and talk about papers that are like considered good papers that do mm-hmm. that. And you're thinking this doesn't make any sense. I don't think you've ever played World of Warcraft. Yeah, like and right. you're talking about it in this way that makes it's impossible to talk about it in this way because that's not how the game functions. <laughs> but yeah. yes, yes, and that's that's what this like reading this. It's like someone heard the term speed running and then thought something <laughs> like was like, "Yep, I know what this is about." And it's like, "Oh no, 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 you don't." He really doesn't because like I, the one of the. <laughs> One of the primary tilts of the argument that people are, as far as people are actually able to glean from it, sure. is basically that speedrunning is about doing something fast rather than doing it correctly, so it's lazy. And, like, speedrunning is maybe the least lazy game to play a game imaginable. Well, I mean, even if it is lazy, quote unquote, like, I don't even understand what that means. Like, I don't even under, like, why is that a talking point at all? Like, like, regardless of if it's lazy or not lazy, I don't even, it, it doesn't even make sense as a thing to talk about. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yes. I, it's, it's, yeah, no, the so whole, far like, beyond. It, it's, it's completely out of nowhere. It's just like, this is, these are just the thoughts that I have. Mm-hmm. This is just a 14 tweet that becomes a 15 tweet thread. About like just random musings that I have about it speed running being indicative of sexual of of like non normative sexual tendencies and and like radical political leanings. Like what? What? I 
like why yeah exactly what <laughs> like why why are these just things you why why are these just things you thought about well and, and they're just they're actually just wrong <laughs> like it's the 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 best part is when people have an argument and they're like well it's my opinion about it. it's like well that's that's fine but it's not actually fine because your opinion is completely insane it's, it's like if my opinion was that we're all cats like i guess right, yeah but you're not you're not actually a cat even if you believe you are like physiologically right i realize we're talking we're, there's some gray area here but what i yeah. mean is is the your opinion in this matter is so off the wall that it doesn't even <laughs> I, I i just don't get it this is this was actually i feel like this person the real dissertation here is how mad can he make the internet <laughs> it's you know if if this all came out like a month later and it was like this was a social experiment yeah like I would be, I, i'd be like all right rousing success <laughs> yeah i'd be like you did a great job of because first of all they they crafted this perfect message that like you said is complete nonsense but sounds important like if you didn't know better yes. you could like you you could be oh yeah look at this they're, they're using words that are hard to understand and they have r random phrases that seem academic in the middle of them and stuff <laughs> yeah he references he references jungian psychology <laughs> yeah and and like um and and yeah, yeah, good old Young would love would love to hear about <laughs> this dude's dreams. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm I'm a particular fan of this one. That this tweet number six of fourteen, even though it's actually fifteen because he just changed his mind, I guess. Um says, think about the phrase, quote, fully automated luxury communism in the context of quote speed running. And I strongly suspect that things will start to click in your mind. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. I I've, if this is actually a troll post, it's really really well done. It's a if really it's, good troll post. <laughs> if it's a real person thinking these things for real, and they're they're actually talking about doing something with whatever this drivel is, then I'm very worried for him. Uh, I I unfortunately suspect that it is real. But that does not change the fact that it is hilarious. No, and no, it's... Been, and is now being memed to oblivion. Uh, <laughs> literally minutes before we went live, I uh, I saw someone like I saw someone edit it into a uh, into a, a Sonic Adventure or Sonic or one of the Sonic cutscenes. I I want to say it's Adventure Two. Okay, with uh, with Sonic and Shadow. And yeah. like Shadow is just the one like saying all the lines, all the, yeah. And Sonic's just like, "What, <laughs> like, Shadow? What? what are you talking about? <laughs> Shadow, calm down." <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really great. Oh, oh man. man! So well, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's just that's been floating around the internet since last weekend, and I just wanted to share that because because you know I'm loosely connected to the speedrunning community and have uh and just you know that i saw that retweeted by like three or four other people who were all laughing at it yeah i mean it's impossible not to um and just and just like seeing the seeing the fun memes and stuff that are coming out of it are just you know there's like every once in a while there's somebody it's like the the sekiro 
the Sekiro guy who complained yeah. about the easy difficulty. That, like, freaked out about the difficulty. He goes yeah. on this whole rant about, like, you learned nothing, you gained nothing. Yes. And now, like, that... From your, from that, your leisure time activity. <laughs> yeah. You... Like, that rant is now, like, a sort of legendary thing that people just make fun of. What Like, they'll just take the text of it and make fun of it whenever they feel like having a laugh. Yeah. So this is, like, the next... This is the next uh, generation of that. Is <laughs> just someone who goes on this, like, nonsensical rant about something that is, like, literally not important to anyone. And that, and that they're wrong about. And right, now right. it's just like something for everyone to, to kind of poke at. Yeah, that's good. So I just wanted to bring you in on that future meme because it's it's only three days old, so it's basically halfway through its lifespan now. Yeah, at least. <laughs> oh God, that's uh, a. I don't even know. That's that's you know what that is. That's a cold open. Welcome to the retro breakdown, everyone. Where uh, speedrunning is cool, but only if you want to. <laughs> no, sorry, it's it's just lazy. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just, it's just you know, that's all it is. To, like I feel like <laughs> almost to engage with the, to engage with the points in a serious way. Yeah. Just it, oh, it you just can't. It, lends, it, it gives. Yeah. Well, it, no, no, it, no, it no. lends um like credence and yes. Uh, and it, it was like legitimacy to it where it when it doesn't deserve, deserve. any. It's 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 like the people that were genuinely commenting on like the flat earth stuff and it's like, no, you if you're an intelligent person, you shouldn't touch this. I don't care yeah how what like what you're what what why you think you should, you just shouldn't, because if anything, it just makes it seem like a valuable point, or it's going to make people want to push it harder because now you're getting upset about it. Yeah. Like which is really most of the point. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that Actually, talking about even, it realistically is 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 a is only hurtful. Like that dude in uh, in particular um, has already started like like he's aware of what's happening. Oh really? Because it, well, he's being bombed with replies. Oh, so, like true. he is. So he is. Um, you know, he is taking this sort of like holier than thou position of like. Oh, I see. Because everyone is upset at my position, that must mean that I'm right. Yeah, that's how. That's usually how that goes. Yeah, I, so sometimes it, that's true. I suppose. <laughs> I mean, the people who are the most wrong are the ones that most often justify themselves with everyone's arguing with me because they can't handle the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of times in history where that's that's like the 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 person gets you know locked in his house and stuff because he doesn't think that the rotation of planets is uh the way that they that the that people want to believe it in and so yeah sure right. sometimes 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 uh the, the people that are are wrong are wrong because other people are upset that they're right or it's just because they're wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah in this case it's not even so much right or wrong as it is like there just isn't there just isn't like a point to even a to even engage with here. Yeah, I agree. So, um, what what have, what have you been up to? Um, How's life been? I'm 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 still Time Wanderer. I'm still streaming at Twitch.tv/slash Time Wanderer. Uh, oh, cool. Lots of Lost Judgment. Hey, don't you have a cool? Uh, I think this timing actually makes sense. <laughs> don't you? You have a stream that you're going to be doing sometime soon. 
that would be announced at this timeline, I think. Where yeah, that's probably a, a good time stream. for that. Since there's <laughs> like two there's like two podcasts that are gonna come out before this actually happens. Yes. Um yeah, I don't have the exact schedule down yet because I'm gathering a whole bunch of people to do it together. Um mm-hmm. looks like we're gonna have like five, including me. Well, that's I a think. lot. Um so are we're you doing, doing like an all night uh, thing? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be 24 hours. I, it's always 24 hours. I Historically, and by historically, I mean like since 2016, up until last year, I yeah. just did the entire 24 hours myself. Um, just as a whole marathon. Yeah. Uh, last year, I was not in a very good place mentally or physically. So I yeah, was like, I you know what? A 24-hour marathon is probably going to be too high of a toll on my body. Yeah. So I'm just going to not do that. And what I will instead do is I will gather some friends and fellow streamers and we will combine to do 24 hours collectively, you know, six to eight hours at a time. Yeah, you gave it a nice, you gave it the Captain Planet treatment. Yeah. Well, so we're doing that again. Um, So I don't know exactly what my time slot is going to be. I think it's going to be late. But November 6th, we are raising money for children's hospitals via Extra Life Game Day. And that will start probably in the morning around like eight ish Eastern and pretty much go for like 24 hours from there. Sounds pretty awesome. I'm going to uh, I am planning on playing. I'm pretty sure not confirmed, but pretty sure I'm looking at playing the uh, link to the past Super Metroid combo randomizer, which I've never done before. And I'm going to see if I can finish it in one sitting, which is generally the thing you're supposed to do. Um, Obviously, I have a fairly extensive history doing the Link to the Past randomizer, but am much, much weaker in Super Metroid. Sure, yeah. As in, like, if, if I was asked to actually play through regular Super Metroid right now, I would get lost and need a guide. So I'm actually, I'm actually thinking about pre-gaming that by doing a casual run of Super Metroid, which kind of makes sense anyway, because I played every other damn Metroid game. Well, hey, I just played through the other day. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a good dang time. I, I've, I need, I've played it before, so it's not like it would be new. I've played it like several times, but like every time I get lost and frustrated. So I feel like at the very (laughs) least I need a refresher and maybe this time I like, I've never hundred percented it. So like there's like a all bunch the items of, and stuff. Yeah, I've never gotten all the items. So I know there's yeah, a bunch either. of item locations that I just don't know about. It's just oh, never actually, really you should. Yeah, for doing a randomizer, you probably want to know. Yeah, because some Ooh, of those I didn't hidden, think about that. That's true. Some of those hidden item spots are going to hold like the bow or actually, like something really important. OK, a randomizer for Super Metroid for me, I think I would hate now that I think about it, because I don't like doing all of the speed, like the, the tech that's involved in speedrunning Metroid, mostly because wall jumping is a nightmare. <laughs> it is. Boy, that was. Hey, we're later on. We're talking about Metroid Dread and like, boy, does that just do everything that previous Metroid games have done, but better. And wall yeah, but- jumping is probably one of the best examples of that. I, I have one complaint of Metroid Red, which I'll talk about later, but traversing the world in Dread is is awesome. Yeah, movement it's, it's, it is feels great. the best. It is the best feeling like game to or Metroid game to just play, hands down. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's completely fair. I mean, from my point of view, I don't know. No, this, I, this, this I, I have heard, or, uh... I've heard that echoed a number of times amongst a number of people. Like, even if it's not your quote unquote favorite Metroid game, which, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But like, sure. I don't I think that it's the best controlling and the best feeling Metroid game to play is not necessarily objective fact, but it's closer to it than uh, than saying it's like the best because there's so much that goes into, you know, the best or worst. But but control wise, who boy, it just feels good. And it actually it feels so good to play. What's what's really amazing to me is I played through it. And then you were playing it, and I was watching you play bits and pieces of it. And mm-hmm. while I was watching you play it, a part of me was like, man, I kind of want to go play this again. Like, it I've, felt so I've been good having to that play. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it felt so good to play that watching someone else play it made you remember things that you really liked about it. And we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, could, I could do that, that part again. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been watching a couple of, uh, a couple of people that I follow on YouTube and, and Twitch. Um, I've been watching their Let's Plays of it and watching them go through things that I went through. And I've been having the same thing where it's like, maybe I maybe I boot it back up and just play it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah I was pick really up some, close pick up to some missile tanks a, or something. I was really close to either getting 100% or doing it in three hours because I played through it when I did it the first time. I I think I did it in seven hours or six and a half or something. I don't mm. know. I got the second, whatever you need to do to get the second arc, but I think that's just under eight. And I know I was way under eight. Yeah, it's it's under eight. Um, I did not get that because my time was like 840 or something like that. Well, yeah, but your your time is different because you, you're doing stuff on stream where you might not yeah. even pause and things. So it's like, true. I like I tried. I tried a little bit to go fast. There was one point where I accidentally left it on for an hour <laughs> because I forgot oh, yeah, to like, go to it. the, I forgot to go to the screen like the the pause screen so i was just sitting yeah, as yeah. samus and i was like oh that probably wasn't smart i thought i had but i just actually i turned the tv off without <laughs> i'm fairly certain i've off. done that a couple times as well <laughs> i felt pretty silly i was like oh was... not that it would have mattered i clearly wouldn't have done it in under three still but i did when when i was watching you play there's a part of me was like man before this podcast i maybe i'll just boot up and do like a three-hour run or something i don't know it just feels so good to play yeah yeah it's just it is pure fun um what but we, we'll get to that. We we'll get, get to that in a little bit. I'm, I'm, I've been very like. I feel like I've put more pressure on you to record this week than like than usual because I've just been like, because simply because like I want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this. I'm so excited to talk about this. I want to talk about it now. <laughs> so I like here we are in the first half of the podcast where we generally don't talk about the game yet, and I'm just like, but but that Metroid Dread though. I mean, it's 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 hard not to since we're talking about Super Metroid. It's true, yeah, yeah. So anyway, for the charity stream, I'm thinking about just doing a casual run of that and maybe like using a guide to get 100 percent, um, because I've never done that, and then hoping that that the memory of that and the the, uh, the I mean, it will help for sure. Yeah, it, you, it'll you at least carry over. And I'm not going to I'm not going to be super strict with myself because I do actually want to finish it. So. I will have the spoiler log handy if I get super, super stuck and I'll just be like, okay, I need this item. Where do I get? Oh, this in the item? randomizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the randomizer. Yeah. I was going to do something. I wanted to do either the randomizer or the shuffler. And I just it's did the shuffler. Done. Well, I did the shuffler for, um, for the subathon, which was back yep. in like July. Yeah. And I haven't really done anything with it since. Um, but it's been even longer time since you've done the randomizer, I feel, especially with Zelda, right? 
Yeah. Well, technically, yeah, I, mean, I had a link to the past randomizer in the shuffler, but we got you know fifteen I mean, minutes that into count. it, so that doesn't count. <laughs> it's not like we that finished was, it. That was the shuffler, not the randomizer. Even right. if the randomizer was part of it, I was honestly for a minute I was thinking about doing both. I was like, let me grab like four or five different randomizers and throw those into the shuffler. And I just mean, that'd for be fine maximum if you had... chaos. If you had speedrun any of them previously, I would say yes, that would make sense. <laughs> but but being like a first time Super Metroid speedrunner and also having to do that, that seems really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to try to get through the combo <laughs> randomizer, which involves beating both games. So it's not a short um it's not a short yeah, 6 endeavor. hours. 6 hours is actually I bet you that's going to be fairly tight f- just because of Super Metroid. Obviously you you did you can do link to the past randomizer. Yeah, you had the one run that was like 140 or something, didn't you? Yeah, and that it, a lot of that depends on seed because like well, how many dun- how many dungeons do you have to do? Do you have to do seven or do you do you have do you have to do ten? You hey, know? I mean, random's gonna random, but you still did it. It like yeah, you know. But yeah, you, like you press the generally, go and you finished it. it. Maybe there's not like if there's strict rules and stuff. I'm sure. Uh, generally like if you're trying speaking, to be in a category or whatever. Yeah. Like, generally speaking, there's a lot of variance because the randomizer is just going to give you different stuff. Yeah. And, but like, typically speaking, like a, a standard seed is going to take me, you know, somewhere between like two and two and a half hours at this point. Yeah. Because I'm rusty. Right. Um, but, and, and Super Metroid, I, I don't know. It's been so long since I finished it. Like, even a casual run, I would expect to take me like three or four hours. I was going to say, I when I played through it for, for Metroid, it took me, shoot, I had, I, oh, you know what? I think I actually posted a screenshot of how long it took me because uh, I made that like silly, well, actually the cheese throw it together, but like that little collage of all the Metroid times. Oh, it doesn't have Super Metroid, but I'm pretty sure it was, I have the helmet off, so I'm in between whatever the, the, the worst and the best endings are. Mm. <laughs> whatever that time is, I don't remember what that means, where uh, Samus's helmet is off, but she's still in the suit, so she's not, you know, naked or yeah. whatever. What is that like under? It's like is that under five? Five? Maybe it's five. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I see. I I think I've gotten that at best, and I've never really tried to do like a hundred percent or or like the really fast time. I've never tried to actually speed run Super Metroid, and I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that this is necessarily going to be a speed run either. This is going to be a finish the game attempt. Yeah, just have fun. I mean, that's what I was doing. It was just 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 play what you want, get the stuff you feel like getting, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. I think that's a good um, idea. The like, obviously, the randomizer is going to make things more difficult, and the combo randomizer is going to change my perception of um, of like logic and progress. Yeah. So there's a lot to there's going to be a lot to think about that I don't normally have to think about, and you cannot underestimate the amount of time that that is going to take. True. Like, it is not just it takes you this long to finish this game and this long to finish that game. So add those together and that's your time. No, it's not, not going to be it's that way simple. different it's, than that, right? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be like there's also the time spent traveling between games, the time spent looking around aimlessly for things. Where am I again? You, <laughs> yeah, because you don't know where you are or what you're able to do at the time. So I'm going to I'm going to try to set a rule where if I get super crazy stuck, I'm going to just I'm going to. Give myself permission to look at the spoiler log for the location of one item. Not like not one item like for the whole thing, but like one item at a time. Like if I'm stuck and it's like, okay, where is this? 
mm-hmm. I will look at where this one item is and hope that that will get me unstuck. <laughs> I stop myself. I'm, I'm not going to say it, but I really wanted to reference <laughs> that 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 post we talked about earlier today. <laughs> but I'll leave it be. <laughs> like 20 minutes ago. Yes, yes. But we're not talking about that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really good idea, though, because you don't want to get stuck doing like a longer stream. What, like, what, because what if you get stuck like that in the first fifteen minutes or something? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, then it, it shouldn't like it shouldn't happen that soon because I do like I know the opening, like the opening moves of Zelda and and Metroid are like pretty straightforward to me like i can get i can get basically up to the plant boss in super metroid without getting like super crazy lost usually yeah but i mean that's like 30 minutes tops and like 15 minutes if you're like a normal uh if you're playing normally so still still i think that that it's still a good idea to to give yourself that out of like hey i'm stuck guys (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like i don't want to i don't want to hate it yeah that's true it's so and easy like, to if get, I get stuck super, in that mindset. If I get really lost and frustrated, I'm going to end up like I'm going to end up not having fun and then no one's going to have fun. And yeah, that's that bleeds not, through. And that's bad. So yeah, I agree. So I'm I'm going to be pretty uh, easy on myself. The goal here is to learn and mm-hmm. and to have fun and just to, to and fun, just to get yeah. through it. Um I'm going to close my door because there is many bark. Bork, bork. Many bork. They, you know, they're just excited. They're really excited about the the speed run. Well, not speed run. Excuse me. The casual playthrough as a randomizer. Bork Bork is going to the vet today, so Ooh. they don't even realize how upset they're going to be. <laughs> Do they think they're just going for a ride at the moment? I don't know. They, they I mean, I they're usually pretty. <laughs> they're usually pretty uh, excited about being able to get in the car. Right now, like Jesse had to go out and run some errands, check the check the mail and everything. So I think okay. she just got home, and now they're all barking because they heard the garage door. The door, door. <laughs> anyway, so that's my plan for extra life. We've also got, uh, I think Ram's gonna do a uh, gonna do a little chunk of stream. Um, Jesse's gonna do something that we haven't figured out what yet. Um, oh yeah, last time she played some, uh, she she did a little dancing, or not dancing. Yeah, I don't uh, think she's gonna do VR this time because it's a pain to set up. But you know I that think... that right there summarizes probably everybody's experience with VR for the most part. Well, playing VR not a big deal. Streaming VR, I mean, I think even for me, like I love virtual reality. I think it's great. But since there's still an extra step setting it up, sometimes I'm like I could play this game. And I was like, yeah, but then I got to plug this and this and whatever. And like, yeah, I'm just gonna do something else instead. <laughs> I will say, and I and I hate to, you know, this is not an endorsement or an advocation for this, but the Quest Two, yeah, pretty much is just a headset that you just pop on and go. Oh, I forgot about that. That's true. That, Cuz it the, doesn't have any it doesn't have any like external sensors or anything. Yeah, the only VR headset I have currently is the PlayStation 1 cuz I got rid of the mm. I sold off the first um the first round of the the Vive because I didn't have any room for it in my apartment. I was like, "Well, by the sure, time I yeah. do, I'm not going this is going to be like some nasty old VR technology." <laughs> so so why even bother with it? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not like a keeping an old video game system where 
oh, maybe I want to play the the Super Nintendo someday. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the, the, the playing an old VR would be, God, what would that be like? I guess it would be like using Windows three point three one or whatever. Like like bef- like, why would you ever go back and use that version yeah. of Windows unless yeah, there's yeah. some? Um, I mean, unless it's just for the history lesson of it, right? Like, right, right. <laughs> that, it's that's not what for functionality. VR... It's either for like nostalgia or just for like like teaching. The... Like, here's a teaching point or something. Yeah, because you have an interest in old in old like UIs. Yeah, exactly. And you just want to see like what that was like before. Which, now that we're talking about it, I'm kind of thinking about it, and I'm like, that would be kind of cool, actually, to go back to use Windows 3.1 for, like, a little bit and just kind of remember what it was like. I, it yes, that's right. Remember, it. not learn. We're, yeah, I mean, we're that old. Well, I mean, geez, we I was, yeah, never mind. I mean, I remember playing Oregon Trail with, like, a five and a half inch floppy disk, so. Yep. <laughs> um, But the, the, the seeing it would be fun i would not want to do anything other than maybe load like chips challenge or something yeah. and then be like all right i'm good <laughs> good old after, chips challenge after the computer takes like three minutes to load <laughs> you like turn it on and then read a book and come back and you're like oh cool now now i can uh now i can do something on my computer now i can now i can make the next move in solitaire <laughs> yeah. yeah oh god but yeah, so do you remember? Yeah, good times. Um, I said I had a spooky thing to tell you. You did, and now is the time. Ago. This is actually this is the time. This it's is the time. This is this is the podcast coming out before Halloween, which actually makes it kind of well timed for Metroid Dread, I suppose. It's not bad, even though Metroid bad. Dread was not scary at all. It was. It, was, it had a couple like. Sp- like the very first time you're kind of like, oh, that's scary. Like you're getting chased and then you're like, oh, there's really no penalty to getting caught. Who cares? It's true. Um, it's true. It doesn't it it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really hurt. No, not at all. But uh, so a couple maybe two months ago now, I was cleaning out um, some stuff at my mom's uh, house, like my old bedroom and stuff. And I, I took out all of the things that I had under my bed and I was reorganizing my games to see what I had because I was actually um looking through to see what I owned for a few things. Cause I was curious. And that's when I, like I was digging up the, the Wii U cause I wanted to be able to play uh, Metroid prime and other M and like, and grab those old games and everything. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I open up a box and in that box is Bob for the Sega Genesis. Oh, a, com- a complete copy of Bob for the Sega Genesis <laughs> with the box, the instruction manual, the game, and I was like, I don't where, where did this come from? Uh huh. I, I don't know where Bob came. I don't know why I own Bob for the Genesis. I don't ever remember playing Bob for the Genesis. I don't know why it has all the things there. So now I'm scared. Now that mm. Bob is has materialized itself in your residence. Yes, you should check. You, you should because you basically like you basically breathed it into existence because of uh, like Beetlejuice. Yes, I'm 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 worried for any of our listeners. They should check their collections because Bob might have shown up somehow. Um, and that's it was it was it was very terrifying. I'm I'm not sure what else to to, to do about it. But I was like, I don't know. Now Dean is going to have to take this 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 demonic presence away from me. So the next time we meet, you will be getting a complete copy of Bob. This is my this is my curse you to you. You already not a gift. gave me a copy of Bob. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, but I gave you 
a that was just the that was just Kyle's Super Nintendo copy of Bob. You you will now have to have a complete Genesis copy as well. Which, by the way, the booklet has uh, it it has a. <laughs> So, so you remember when we talked about Bob and we were like, man, these people really like Bob a lot. Like they, they thought Bob was going to be the next thing. Like they were like, oh man, this is going to be a Disney movie for sure. Um, and the, the instruction manual has a photo of the creators, like the, the one dude that referred to himself as the Wunderkin or something. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. St- standing next to like a life-sized Bob statue. Wow. <laughs> so Which means they, they spent out. money on making that. They went all out with this game, dude. Um, I, I don't know. It just, not it, unlike it, Vector Man, which also <laughs> did not become a multimedia empire. No, it didn't. But I think Bob is even more ambitious because at least Vector Man sort of had Sega behind them. Yeah. <laughs> Bob is just like three people making a bad video game with a really talented artist. Like, yeah. I, I, Honestly, Vector insane. Man was also a bad video game with a really talented artist. Oh, wow, you're right. Actually, you're totally right. That's true. And they're both just kind of jump and shoot guys with way too <laughs> many powers that don't feel good to use. <laughs> um, and but, on, but I, for some reason, we're not talking about Vector Man this week, but like, I didn't hate Vector Man as much as Bob, and I think brevity is the reason why. Yes, I agree. We talked about that actually on the Bob podcast is like it wouldn't have been so bad, but it overstayed its welcome and then continued to overstay its welcome for like another five hours. Yeah. And and the moral of the the message was I only want to date hot robot chicks or something. Yeah. Um, So in in my cleaning out of my my room, I so you'll be getting a. A, a haunted copy of Bob. I, I I legitimately have no idea where it came from. I, I honestly have Thanks, I hate zero. It. I have no memory of it. I also found my NES copy of um the the stellar and critically acclaimed Total Recall. Video oh games. yes. So you wait. Be is that a the nice... one with the? Uh, is that the one with the uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger has to walk through the uh, the glory holes? <laughs> I don't actually remember. I know he has to fight like. He punches like short people in pink shorts or something. I I remember it being the, the really thing, really ridiculous. There is a I think it's Total Recall. There I, is I think... a um <laughs> there is a part where like there's a fence with holes in it, <laughs> and people are like just punching through the fence, but they don't look it like fists. It doesn't look like a fist. Oh god. So, I'm looking this up right now. So I figure one day we'll have to do a podcast on that, maybe, uh, since I own it and now you will own it. <laughs> we absolutely do not have to, but we will. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's, yep, yep, I found it. That's, yep, I found it. Here it is. Here is. <laughs> let, me see, let me see this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Total Recall for sure. Yep, it sure is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, was and, the... Uh, was... Oh, yes. Was the movie any good? I like the movie, yeah. The movie's cool. It's it's kind of... It's like a fun sci-fi story if you like those sort of stories. And it had some really neat effects, like some physical effects that they that they did for the time. Um, and yeah, I'd say the movie was good if you like. It's a little, it's a little loose in terms of the... I realize why I just said makes the no mo- sense. The movie the was good, good if you, you like it. it. 
And then if you like, if you like, like 80s sci-fi type stories, because the, the movie's a little bit loose with the, the story in some reg- aspects, but it's, it's cool. I, yeah. I personally liked it a lot, but I'm okay. not a good judge of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies from the 80s. Because I like all of them. <laughs> um, but uh, I also found your favorite Data East game uh, for the NES that you'll be getting. The, the, the wonderful RoboCop oh. uh, for, the, for the NES. <laughs> There's always more RoboCop. I know you can't get enough RoboCop. Uh, one of them, I think Total Recall comes with the... Obviously, the, like, obviously my favorite Data East game for the NES is Karnov, though. True, 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 true. It has to be. It's kind of it's, it's kind it's, of required. It's required. But oh, but, that actually reminds me. Uh, going back to the uh, going back to the uh, charity stream. One of the yeah. things. I, so uh, one of the things that I uh, offered as a goal in the subathon over the summer was to get Jesse to do a shuffler stream of her own. Oh, okay. And uh, I was reminded of this because Karnov was one of the things that I put in the shuffler. Um, I curated like six or seven games or something like that and put them all in the shuffler. And some of them were good. Some of them were bad. Some of them were like games from her childhood. And some of them were games from my childhood. And one of them was a ROM hack of Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh. Which is we didn't get very far into it because shuffler. But she was like, I actually might want to play more of that. It, wow. uh, it's, it's actually a really good, it's, it's not like a super challenge one. It's just like, it is hey, here's some remix of stages and stuff. Yeah. Like the, like the first stage is Mario one, one, one. Yeah. But done in the Mario three, like engine, engine. or whatever it's called. I don't even know if they called them engines. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Tile but, yeah. set, whatever tile. Yeah. That's well, that's what I was like. Oh, wait, I feel like I'm saying this wrong, but I'm not sure. But that's I, awesome. I think they technically have different physics engines, but they probably do, right? Yeah, they. I, I don't know enough about. Do. I don't. Yeah, I don't know enough about like old NES stuff like that. But um, so she might do that for the uh, that that might do the th- that might be the thing that she does for the for the charity stream. Oh, that's and cool. It's, it's really it was really neat. We only got maybe like two or three levels into it, but like the first stage is one one like classic one one. Yeah. The second stage is one one from Super Mario Land. Oh yeah, okay. Um, and then the third stage that we got into was just an original stage, and it's really? got like different music. They've got uh, they figured out a way to institute like a checkpoint system. Whoa. Um, there's a whole there's a whole system where you like collect star coins. And your progress in collecting star coins actually like carries over and presumably does something later. Um, That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, there it's it's it was very impressive. Um, That's not like a standard. Hey, here's I put an invisible block here. Yeah, no, it's not your it's not your typical like Kaizo troll. Uh, There's a reference difficulty. to Sonic in this stage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I honestly I like I wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> But like it's it's actually like there is level design and and thought and care put into this. And it's just like they're just basically trying to take Mario three and just upgrade it with like quality of life stuff and then just put new things into it that are cool. That sounds awesome. So that is a uh, that is likely 
again, nothing's for sure. We haven't we haven't figured out all the specifics yet, but that's probably what you can look forward to on November 6th and technically early November 7th as well. <laughs> Fair 24 hour stream. Yeah. And it's not like starting at midnight, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's... you were uh, you were talking about uh other things that you found like uh, NES oh, no, it was call. Yeah, so it was RoboCop. Robocop. Yeah, so you, so now you'll have you'll have you'll have a lovely copy of RoboCop, and one of them comes with the manual. I believe it's Total Recall that has the manual. So if you ever okay. wanted to, you know, read through the NES manual, you'll be able to do that. <laughs> I believe Total Recall is one of the games covered in my uh, in one of my like Prima Strategy Guide compendiums. Oh, the yeah, really old, the really old ones from the '80s that have like the covers torn off because they're in terrible shape. Yeah, well, you know, Total Recall would have probably been in there because it was supposed to be a fairly big game. And in fact, Acclaim, I'm pretty sure, is the company that published it and developed it and stuff. They were really upset at some of the 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 like public publication magazines at the time saying how the game was total garbage. They're like, you're never getting another one of our games again. Like they were, you know, doing the whole threatening thing because it was a. Oh game. yeah, the whole the whole thing that every game publisher does with every review outlet is like, if you say the game is bad, we just won't give them to you anymore. Yeah, yeah, that was that was those are good times. I don't know if yeah. that still happens. I imagine it still does to some degree. Um, but it's oh, a little it, it absolutely now. does. It, it just it's a little more. Uh, it's a little bit more um nuanced now but like it yeah. totally still happens yeah well especially with how most people probably get their news from about how good a game is is from some streamer that they like and their review of it anyways yeah um, yeah i mean at this point yeah it's weird how that's changed so much i sort of i've talked about it before how i kind of miss magazines i know they're impractical and ultimately dumb because they just take up space but there's something there was something always fun about getting my monthly nintendo power or like mm -hmm. pc gamer or egm or whatever and and reading through all of the the reviews and getting excited about what was coming out like that was cool because now it's now it's more you wake up and if you check twitter you're like oh hey there's the <laughs> there's the big reveal they were planning to reveal in a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless they somehow managed to sneak it in and not talk about it at all or whatever yeah it's yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. Like you talk about Nintendo power a lot and I never subscribed to Nintendo power. Yeah. So I've never even hardly like laid out. I've, I've never hardly like laid hands on a Nintendo power. Like even as a, even in like a library or something as like an old <laughs> issue. Like I've yeah. practically never seen one. Um, I have, however, um, I had a, a period of probably two years in there where I was subscribed to EGM. Yeah. Yeah. And that was probably the time when review scores, like, made the biggest difference to me. Ah, uh, okay. Um, cause, yeah, you know, I'd like go you had through a game and that... I'd be like, oh, this game, like, this is not a game that I would normally be interested in, but it has nines, so maybe I should give it I'm a look. I'm kind of curious, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, like, honestly, that led me into a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise cared about very much. Um, oh, that's cool. Review scores are the reason why I played Resident Evil 4. Despite, oh, really? Despite not being into any of the previous Resident Evil games or horror as or a genre. Scary games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But everyone was like, no, d shut up. Like, you gotta Resident Evil 4 is that good. Yeah. And I played it, and it's like, oh, it is that good. You're like, oh, wow, okay. Oh, actually. 
Like, I, I don't like the subject matter. And like the first time that Leon got his head chainsawed off, I, I, I stopped playing the game for like a week because I was just like, no, I hate that. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm so, I, that upsets me so deeply. And I like, if I play again, there's a chance of that happening again. And then I'll have to watch it happen again. And I just am not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I, I you know i spent several days sort of cooling off and i was like okay it'll be fine i can get i can if, do it this time I if can do it. if he gets too close i will just turn the game off <laughs> right yeah if, if it's if it's too spooky i'll just i'll just remove the thing that's scaring me completely. yeah it'll ju- I'll, ju- I'll just make it go away it'll be fine <laughs> i like that actually um so I mean like that I like God of War was a game that I that I like would have just ignored entirely but like everyone says it's everyone gives it tens and stuff so I'll Let's give it yeah, a try. I guess I'll give it a look. I Shadow of the Colossus was a yeah, game I that I would have like very I definitely would have just overlooked. Those, I, those are I all games that I haven't played it yet. I I know it's blasphemy for just to, to, to hear that but i literally have not played shadow of the colossus yet not because i'm against it or anything it just hasn't worked out yeah it just hasn't it just hasn't gotten onto your uh just hasn't gotten onto your must playlist yeah i, I have a lot of games like that or it's like everyone says this is really good i've never touched it i mean it honestly that's a that's a big part of what i've tried to do as a <clears throat> as a streamer is just go back to all these games that people speak so highly of and have like a blind experience with it yeah, it's been fun. I, it's it's it, it it the timing of when it came out was also weird because I've this is it just happened to be at you know World of Warcraft peak World of Warcraft. Yeah, so do. I just was like, yeah, I guess that's that. But I uh, I think I actually have it for on the PS4. I think do I still have PS Plus? I think I still have PS Plus, so I could I think I could actually play it on as part of like the remastered one or whatever because they I, I think it came for a month or something. I hesitate especially now like i've i've sort of been exposed to like how wide and different people's preferences are in games and also have sort of realized that like mine are not actually very close to other people's so like my like recommending a game based on i like it is not a trustworthy way to go about uh recommending games to people yeah you know what i mean like if if i like it it doesn't necessarily mean that you will and i've i've really internalized that at a certain point and and gotten i've gotten to the point where it's like okay i like this but i am and i'll tell you that i like this but i am not under any circumstances going to say oh you have to play this game because like i I like it and that doesn't mean that everyone has to yeah because i mean Speaking of thinking about reviews in magazines, there was a point in high school where it was where it felt like I had to you had to defend the games that you liked or something, right? Like if 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 Mario Sunshine, people were like, "Oh, that's for children." It's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I would want to like argue with people about it. Whereas yeah. now it's I don't. I mean, I don't care. I really yeah. like, if, if you don't like it, that's totally cool. That's yeah. Chill. You like you what you like. It. My, you my, like my what you game... like, and I like what I like, and we can coexist like that. 
yeah, my, my game suggestions where it comes to you have to play X or Y would be, do you like this type of game? Like, oh, do you like Harvest Moon? And they're like, oh, yeah, I like Harvest Moon. Oh, then you yeah. should probably play Stardew Valley. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that's where that's how I would approach those kinds of situations for the most part. Whereas I wouldn't just say, oh, you have to play Stardew Valley. You're going yeah, to love I, it. Like, like, I, don't... Well, I don't even like those kinds of games at all. <laughs> I mean, so I do like, personally. But... So, f- for example... um. My friend Deliria, mm-hmm. your friend and mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deliria is great, but is, has, you know, from what, from what I understand, gotten into gaming fairly late and from a different direction than like you and I have. So she likes, you know, she likes a lot of different games, but has never played like a Mario or Zelda game. Right. Yeah. And that would be like, you know, for a lot of people, that would be a, a an excuse to be like, oh, well, you have to play like this is required. This is this is required for anyone who plays video games to play one of these games, because these are, you know, because these are the important. And they're the, they're the most important games and you have to experience them. And yeah. I honestly don't feel that way about any games. I the, think the game that is required is the one that you enjoy. Yeah, I, I would say it depends on what you're like, what you're trying to get across. Like if you're trying to look at if you're like, hey, I'd like a slice of what gaming is like across the board, then, yeah, sure. Required to play. But if you're like, I just want to play video games and I want to stream what I want to stream, then no. Right. Cares? There is. Yeah, there is <laughs> nothing that is required for you to enjoy video games. You enjoy yeah. what you enjoy. I, I mean, and the, it's just the, like if, if you are looking to dip a toe in and you are looking to like learn more yes, about like yes. video game history and understand what the fuss is about, then it's like, OK, well, I can give you like probably the Lots one game yeah. in that franchise that'll give you like the best comprehensive look at what the at what those games are. Sure. Um, And then you, and then you can learn about that. But that's if you want to not because I say you have to. So, yeah, like, I, mean, I, I don't that's... think there is any game that is like, oh, this is a must. For like, fun? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you if have you to play want, this if... or you can't call yourself a gamer. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I've talked about how I hate that, like, the idea of labels and st- like, I think yeah. we're, 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 we're a world of labels for everything. It doesn't really matter. And I, I can't stand that idea. And I understand there are instances where it's important to have those labels be the 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 banner because potentially it's a marginalized group or it's a group of people that have often been forgotten or like overlooked or whatever and it's really important to have those feelings i'm not trying to suggest that but i for me i don't like labels just because it then it puts you kind it like sort of stuffs you into a box and Uh that that's always been a just a side point of that but so if if you want to be a gamer and you just want to play candy crush on your phone like i don't i mean that's cool like if that's if that's what makes yeah. you happy for playing games and that's that's what makes it's like it's like when people do, it's 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 just like when anyone like, yeah, says it about are... movies like I love movies but then it turns out they only watch the Marvel movies and then someone out there is saying oh well those aren't real movies like come yeah on. yeah yeah <laughs> that 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 sort of mentality only is hurtful yeah it's it's I mean I, it's gatekeeping yes yeah like that's ultimately what the that's what the that's what the term is for that. And mm-hmm. and it's it sucks. It's like literally I compl- like at a time in my life, probably 10 years ago, I would have heard you say, like, if you if the only game that you like is Candy Crush on your phone, then like 
you know, that doesn't count. And you're, you're invalid. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and like, I look back at that person that I was 10 years ago and I hate that person. I want to, <laughs> I want to kick that person. I want to tell that person to like, shut up and sit down. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be that hard. It's okay, man. We all, we all grow as people. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I, I've always thought about that. Like, I feel like everyone has a, has either like a specific event or a specific way that you reacted to something or like views that you held or at, at earlier points in your life that you look back on now and you're like, oh God, I can't believe I was like that. Oh, for and sure. And like, in like, if you feel that way. Like in the moment, you're like, oh, I'm so ashamed of myself. But like, be proud of that, because if you're thinking that now, that means you've grown. Yeah, it means you're aware of it now, which is a lot yeah. more than it's which is a lot. It says a lot more for you than it does for a lot of people. Yeah, if you're not if you if you don't look back on something that you did years ago with like shame and regret, that probably means that you're in line to do it again. <laughs> So the fact that you look back on it negatively just proves your growth as a person. And that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, we're all going to make mistakes and whatever. Like, that's normal. So anyway, um, TLDR, play Zelda if you want to. Don't if you don't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. But Games you, are you for everybody. Play the right and freaking one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Games are for everybody. And like... There are a lot of different types of games for a lot of different types of people, and you can enjoy whichever ones make you happy. As long as it isn't Fortnite. Dude. Come on, I had to. <laughs> I've Dude, actually, I have no problem with Fortnite. I really don't. Neither of us have played Fortnite. That's what I mean. That's why I can't even have an opinion about it. I, it's literally impossible for me to say anything either way. And and if I'm being honest, I actually think it's really cool. I just don't want to play it. <laughs> like the whole building thing while doing the the shooting stuff would have been, I would have absolutely loved that in in when I was into first person shooters and like more competitive first person kind of gameplay like that. Yeah, like yeah. that would have been so exciting because there would have that that you know how we were talking about creative trolling or messing with. People? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That game has to. I bet you there are some really amazing moments from super skilled players where they do dumb stuff and the other person is getting super frustrated because they're like clowning on them with how they're like building their their ramps or whatever i don't even yeah, know yeah. how fortnite works i sound like a person that's like hello fellow children sort of moment because yeah. i really have no idea how fortnite actually works but uh you know don't play now <laughs> i mean play fortnite if you want to play fortnite <laughs> Do not feel compelled to give Epic your money <laughs> for V-Bucks and loot boxes or whatever they sell. Well, yeah, that, that goes across the board for every company. It's true. But like, you know, they're the I was going to say they're the biggest one. I don't know if they still are, but like they're I'm, they're still making plenty of money. They're doing fine. Yeah, I have no idea what the market looks like when it comes to to, to loot boxes and stuff. I've I've. I've purchased one or two loot box type things in my life and they've it was like for Dota where mm -hmm. you got like a random thing because they 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 were really smart. They gave you keys as drops when you finished games and the keys you you, you, need, you know, like you need a key to open the box. But so they gave you the keys. and It's like, well, hey, you have this key already. Maybe you should buy the box. It's only a dollar. Yeah. And every you know, you a lot of people always have 
some kind of fake steam buck sitting in their steam account anyways that they're waiting to use like on a game that they want right sure so it's so then it feels even easier because it's already money that's either you've spent previously or you sold something on the marketplace or someone gave it to you so then it's even easier to spend that money because it's just sitting there (laughs) that's how they get you i i'm trying to think but i'm pretty sure in all of the like gotcha style and loot box style games that I've played, and there's there've been a surprising amount of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever spent money. Well, yeah, you're very disciplined when it comes to that. Like you've decided, hey, I'm not doing it, so you don't do it. Like, I like I I'm trying to think. I feel like there is at least like something that I maybe spent like a few bucks on a on like a sort of introductory thing. I mean, those are um, always the best deals. Or like maybe, you know, did I did I maybe spend some money on something in like Pokemon Go or? I bet you didn't in Go just because the spending money in Go was is maybe well, you've played it for a long time. Would you include being part of those like how you have to pay money to be part of the events? Uh, yes, but I haven't actually done that. Jesse has, but I haven't. Ah, OK. Yeah, I don't think I, so. I like. I don't know if those counts as loot box because they're not really loot box exactly. Because you know, you you have a set thing that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, with specific rewards. Right. It, it's just and, access to an event. Yeah. Man, Which I don't. Smart. I don't know I if that's better that. or worse. That was. Well, I don't know. If At least it was you know what you're worse. getting. I guess. I think it's better in terms of for the consumer. I think it's actually better if you want what it is they're offering, because then you actually get what it is rather than a one in a hundred chance of getting, you know, right. Shiny right. Triple yeah, that's true. Or whatever. But the... it's kind of like buying. It's almost like buying like story or level DLC for a game. Yeah, that's what it is. In right, a way. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're, yeah, you're, you're just you want to do you want to play this event? Well, OK, it's going to be like 10 bucks. Yeah. And th- to be fair, the the pricing was I well, when I I did it a couple of times a couple of years ago. And I don't remember thinking it was really bad pricing. Like it was, it seemed fair enough. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I felt kind of, I personally, after I was done with it, I was sort of like, eh, I don't know, was that worth it? Like when I was done with Pokemon Go, there was a part of me that was sort of like, eh, it's, I don't know. Did it, was it, did it feel right to spend the money on it? Cause it was like, you know, let's say over the course of a few years, you spend 30 bucks. Is that, is it that much money? No. Would, would it, it's, it's sort of strange when it comes to buying stuff like that on, on mobile games. Where if you're having fun in the moment, then maybe it's fine. Like maybe that's how you would spend your money either way, right? Sure. It's it's sort of it's sort of the after effect of when you're all done with it. It's like, oh, was that the right use of it all? <laughs> yeah. There's always that sort of like buyer's remorse. Honestly, I get buyer's remorse even even like buying regular games. <laughs> yeah. I just like, should I have waited until this was on sale? Was it a big <laughs> enough sale? Am I going to am I really gonna play it enough to like justify this? Um but like is is the fun <laughs> to cost ratio appropriate for this purchase? And this is why I this is why I, you know, end up paralyzed and don't buy half of the things that I might want because I just kind of grew up not getting the things that I wanted ever. Sure. And then just sort of accepted that as a default state. Uh, okay, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, and I in, like of... in doing so, I learned to enjoy like other things without you know you get things on a get things on a discount, get things at bargain, wait a year or two after it's been out, and then get it for you know twenty dollars instead of sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And like, that's a very easy thing for me to do now. It's streaming has changed it because, you know, if you want to be a part of that beginning. Yeah, you want to get in on the on the sort of ground floor when something comes out and exciting and. Yeah, yeah, is most hype. But at the same time, I've also found that coming into something years later for for something that um, for something that people really like and are excited about brings in people who are like, oh, hey, glad like it's Happy rare to, see, to see. This. Yeah, it's rare to see someone doing a blind playthrough of this game now. Yeah. So that's really cool. So, that I mean, that's that's I don't know. I think- there's there's two di- Ultimately, I'm trying to segue into Metroid Dread. Oh, okay, I was going to say there's... I was actually going to bring up Metroid Dread because I was going to say there are some times where I'm on the fence of a new game and I'm sort of like, yeah, I don't know. Do I want to buy it now? Should I wait a few months? Should I just not buy it at all and watch, like... And see see what comes out of people playing it? But then there's some games like Metroid Dread where it's like, no, I would... I'm buying this immediately. I have no regrets. I'm excited about playing it. Yeah. There, there, are, there are sometimes... There are a lot of... For me, I usually I know exactly how I'm going to feel about a particular game before I see it coming out. And like when I saw the Metroid Dread release date, it was like, oh, yeah, that's this is a game I'm I will 100 percent be purchasing regard like no matter what's going on. (laughs) I have to play this game. Yeah, I think that Metroid Dread was not that game for me. Mm-hmm. until we went through and played the other ones. And then it was like, well, like this is now the, this is now the cherry that I have to put on top. Yeah. True. Cause you didn't even buy it right away. Right. Like you, you bought it a couple of days after the, the release. Yeah. I, d- I didn't buy it on release day and I could have bought it and played it on release day, but I was like, I mean, I don't know. I'm into lost judgment right now. Yeah. And so I ended up playing it the following Monday and then I just played it for like three days straight and just kind of blitzed it through. Mm hmm. Which was great. I had I had no uh, I had no um, uh, complaints about doing that. It was it was nice, and I'm I'm glad that I played it all in the one week and not rather than what I usually do, which is like play it one day a week. So it takes me like a month to get through. Oh yeah, like that's how I play. That's how I end up playing most of my games, and I end up not connecting with it as much as I would because it's just kind of like oh, it's this day to play this game. And every single time I go into it, it's like, I don't remember what was happening. So you spend like the first hour just sort of reacclimating to where you are. (laughs) That would be really hard in a in a Metroidvania for me. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, which is why I was like, you know what? This game's not super long, so I'm just going to I'm just going to like head down and go for it. Yeah, I, I guess we can. Well. Should we awkwardly switch to talking about Metroid Dread now? I mean, that's what I was going for. Okay. Like, maybe maybe not so awkwardly, but now it's awkward. Yep. <laughs> it's finally time. Metroid Dread has been out for like 10 days and we finally get to talk about it. Yes. It's very retro. Uh, yeah, so we should I mean. probably we should probably uh, go ahead and just get this out in the open. Yeah, retro breakdown. We mostly talk about old games here, but like if there is something new that catches our fancy, we're going to talk about it because it's cool. And that's in, it's our podcast. And we can do what we want. So we are yeah. primarily themed around retro games. But like the rule, to, to be like, honest, the retro breakdown idea was partially to get us to play games that we've wanted to play or were yeah. curious about for a long time, more so than trying to adhere to a, a strict 
regimented you you would yeah it was never intended to be like crazy strict like we're not allowed to do anything outside of this very specific requirement like yeah like we tried to in the very like if you listen to the first three or four podcasts we talk about we like pretend to have rules for ourselves or something yeah and we literally break them the next episode (laughs) yeah we sure do (laughs) yep and i think that's that sets a good precedent for for where we are with this is like yeah that's just how that's just how this is gonna go like we we make these broad statements and then like prove an exception to them literally one ep- one or two episodes later yeah um so yeah like metroid dread is a brand new game and it's not even like kickbot where it's like oh this is like pixel art and like with simple controls so it's kind of like retro inspired this is like, no, this is a fully modern game. No, this is retro inspired. Okay. It's based on an old franchise. Yeah. It's yeah. It, the, the franchise is 35 years old and it's a 2d. It, it works in 2d. Yeah. Yeah. So retro it, therefore it's retro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inspired, inspired. It's, it's retro yeah. inspired. It, that, that's a very, <laughs> that can be as broad as we feel like it to be. <laughs> yeah. No, the reality <laughs> is like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's a it was a useful it is still a useful framing device to get us like you know like you said playing old games that we wouldn't have touched otherwise because that's been really fun yeah i mean but like, like, we would not have played better battle golf yuri without uh no. without that framing so that's awesome <laughs> yeah and it's like that discovery has been super fun but like also we we are <clears throat> excuse me we are officially giving ourselves permission to play new cool stuff if we feel like it. Yeah. Especially and especially Metroid Dread. Especially if that's Metroid Dread. Which, to be fair, Metroid Dread was announced near the time frame where it would have been considered for the retro breakdown. Lol. If it had actually come out when it was supposed to originally, then, <laughs> uh, you know, it wouldn't have been, uh, it wouldn't have even really been a question. <laughs> but it didn't. It came in. It came out in October of 2021. So here we are. Um. So uh, I want to start with any negatives you may have. OK, yeah, I because we do this a lot and I feel like we start with negatives specifically on games we both like. Yeah. And it's like, all right, let's pick it apart first. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about because it's easier to talk about the things we don't like. Um, and then say like, but everything else is good. Yes. Um, all right. So I have repeatedly and continuously complained about the Metroid style of game design, which Mm -hmm. is there is something hidden. There is a, there is a hidden thing that is hiding progress and you just have to blindly find it to move forward. Um, Metroid Dread still has that. But it has by far the least egregious version of it in any Metroid game. Yeah. And in fact, so much so that it's almost maybe aside from Prime. Almost non existent except for I mean not not a not a blocker except for one or two parts, I would say. Like there was one part where I got stuck for more than like five minutes. Yeah, because once the the it's it's it does it a few times, but you have to once once you realize that the game always points you in the direction of where you're supposed to go next, mm-hmm. even if you're confused, like just don't think about it. 
Like, yeah. you may not realize this is where you're supposed to be because you think you're supposed to be someplace else, but the game always dumps you off within a screen or two of where you need to go next. Yeah, and usually it is like... telling you it, which is cool in my opinion. Usually it's like, just go in the direction that the game is sending you, mm-hmm. and if you reach the end of your path and there, it seems like there's nothing left for you to do here, start shooting walls. <laughs> yeah. Like, start shooting walls, ceilings, floors. It's in here. If you mm-hmm. feel like it's a dead end, it's not. Just find the way forward. Exactly, yeah. Which is, admittedly, basically the same as the as Metroid has always done, which is like, here is the room that's a dead end, but it doesn't look like it should be, so just shoot at things and find a way through. Sure. They, they are basically all like that. They just have, over time gotten more and more and more clear and fair with the placement of those of those things mm-hmm. to the point of Metroid Dread, which is you're literally being funneled to that point, And then you have to, like, check around for a few seconds. And it usually it's even like really obvious which like what would be the breakable thing in the environment. And yeah. it's like, I bet it's that, isn't it? Yup. It's that. Yeah. It's it's very it's very fair and it's in its <laughs> dare I say kind of dumb uh Metroid design, right? Like it's the the whole the whole shooting random walls to, for progress is silly. I don't mind shooting random walls for collectibles or secrets and all that stuff. Right. That's cool. But where it's actually for progress, it is kind of I would say I don't I I'm not going to say it's bad. It's just very Metroid. Um we're not going to go full David Jaffe on it. Yeah, we're not we're not doing that cuz that dude lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it is it is a design that is a bit more hostile than I think it should be. And sure. historically, I have not appreciated that when I just have to exp- because my first my first instinct is not going to be um, I'm stuck in a I'm stuck in this room. So let me just shoot every floor and ceiling and wall tile until something yeah. instills until some something happens. Mm-hmm. Um and eventually you learn that you just have to learn that and you just waste so much time searching, searching blindly. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just that's that's not fun. But this game manages to still do that. And it annoyed me a couple of times, but I think I appreciated it. I appreciated what that game was doing design wise so much more um, having played the older ones. Mm-hmm. And having been having been in a in a position of like, oh, OK, this is a vast improvement. Yes. And I wouldn't say that I necessarily like what it's doing. I would still prefer if it just didn't do that for spe- again, specifically for progress. Um, I, I would prefer to not have to like I would prefer to not have to you know, search blindly for for progress areas power-ups power-ups and stuff fine but um again i like in an entire blind playthrough i really got stuck like one time yep and it was fairly early on and then later on the game gives you more and more methods of actually dealing with that to the point where eventually you just get a scanner that tells you where all the fake blocks are and then it's like oh okay it's super now that that takes the guesswork all all the way out yeah. So like it would actually be really nice if you just had that to start. 
actually. Yeah, I think that's it's sort of that's one of those things I, I was I didn't it didn't bother me too much. So I, I, I didn't have that as have too much of a complaint because I kind of expected it just kind of goes with Metroid. But I, I sure. completely understand it. Like mm-hmm. I understand it as a reason that would be annoying to you. Yeah. And again, I, I cannot stress enough that like I am digging <clears throat> I am digging in for a negative here. And this is just something that has been a recurring issue that sure. continues to be an issue but is a severely nerfed issue. Like yes. it is so much less of an issue in this game than in any other Metroid game that I played. And mm-hmm. I, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. So like it, in a way it, in being a much smaller negative than in previous games in the series, it is almost a positive. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't they didn't fix it all the way, because I think if they had taken that aspect of exploration out entirely, there is probably a lot of people who appreciate that, because I understand that it's the whole idea of Metroid style exploration is like this is just a like not all of the paths are preset. You have to make some of your own paths. Correct. Yeah. And you have to you know, you have to kind of find your way forward with some ingenuity and. Like, not everything is just a clear hallway towards what you have to get to. You have to kind of, like, break and sneak and and roll and, and you know, find unorthodox ways through the environment. And mm-hmm. I understand that that is part of what the game is. And so I'm not advocating that they change it. So if anything, I think that, like, reducing the severity to which that actually impedes you. Mm-hmm. while still keeping it in the game and also giving you a method to deal with it very easily uh, about midway through the game. It, like, I, I don't... I don't know how they could have done that better to, like, satisfy more people. It's yeah, kind of it was, a... It's a really good middle point. Yeah. I think that, that it's, it's, it, it's, it's super fair. Is how, like, in, as far as... Because you, you could... Yes, you could remove it completely. True. But then it's not Metroid anymore, right? Like then right, it's right. then it's something else. Yeah. So I think that in, in terms of that, I think it's quite fair in 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 that regard. Um, let's see the other hmm other negatives. So um, I have very I have very little to say about the gameplay in terms of negative, like in just movement and shooting and uh, I three sixty shooting. With Samus does get a little bit finicky with the sticks, yeah. but I generally like it, and I think it's generally a an understandable and logical um, direction for the series to go. I I really didn't like it in Metroid Returns, but with the controller, it was fine. I yeah. didn't have a big complaint about the aiming. Sometimes it was still annoying that like you would you'd be doing something and you'd shoot the ground rather than shooting to like in front of you because of you know. You're, you're trying to go fast and something like that happens. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. for the most part, it was perfectly fine. And in, in fact, some parts, it made it kind of cool because the... So the, somehow the Metroid Returns control scheme felt very clunky in everything that you were doing. Like, mm. it wasn't smooth. This game felt much smoother in terms of switching and movement and 
aiming and everything like it didn't feel like you had to stand there for a second to do things like you could you could you could always be moving forward or always feel like you have fast like you're it's it's, it's very responsive in how it felt yeah i think you so can chalk cool. a lot of that up to just them improving the engine and the feel of things because it's clearly running on the same engine as samus returns um just like an upgraded updated scaled up version of it for switch um but like the the concept, the the melee parry, and all of the all of the main ideas that they introduce in Samus Returns are expounded upon here. Yeah. Um, but I think you can chalk some of it up to them just improving that and learning lessons from that and just doing better, and also just to not playing on a 3ds. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Because I mean, like I I have a 3ds, and like boy that. Like that thumbstick just barely gets the job done, but for like anything requiring precise anything, no, it's really nice for uh, it's great for for RPGs. <laughs> yep, I the, honestly that's the way I've always felt about like most handhelds. The reason why I missed so many like Zelda games and everything that came out on uh, on handheld consoles. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm not playing an action game on this. No, I, I refuse. I, I had no problem with the Zelda games. I don't know, but I'm also I, I, I. This is one of those situations where it's like I just love those series so much where I don't care. But if I'm looking at it, it's like, yeah, would I rather play it on a console? Yeah, <laughs> or like with a controller. I mean, um, I mean, realistically, no the optimal way to play is to uh, boot it up on your emulator and play. Yeah, it with no, your it's true. Controller of choice. Good God, the the. Some of those games when they're on the emulator too look so good. Yeah. <laughs> like like the 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 magic they do with the computer stuff mm-hmm. and all and all that. It some of those games look phenomenal when they're on an emulator. Uh GameCube games in particular, like I feel like I don't know the exact specs of it, but I feel like I've heard that like GameCube games are technically capable of outputting at 1080p. <laughs> really? Like the way that they're made they're like actually made in a higher resolution and then the GameCube itself can't handle it. So it downscales them to 480. So you get that. So you get them in an emulator and they look like just like buttery smooth. They look like they look like next gen games. Well, not anymore, but yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) But But like the the textures look way smoother than they ever would have on the (laughs) On, on the, the GameCube, Game, itself. on the GameCube itself, because the GameCube itself just like bit crushes them, basically. Yeah, that's kind of. I cool. noticed I that, that when I played uh, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion had some like emulation issues, but like it was so crisp. Mm. And that's a launch title. It was. So, so yeah, there's there are certain things like that where it's like you can just get so much better performance out of it. Um. And I, I think that I think a lot of that is uh, speaking of performance, um, there is always a lot of um, I, I don't know. I'm not really like concerned with this, but I know that a lot of people look at games on Switch and it's like, oh, it's an underpowered console. So you're not going to get the smooth frame rate and you're not going to get the the higher resolution graphics. And, you know, it's going to stutter. And boy, did I not notice any of that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I like and I, th- that's me. I never do, but like, I, only do I thought that like, game holy crap, phenomenal. That's <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're like literally like chugging frames out and it's like, oh boy, 
yeah, like I that's 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 usually when I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> we, yeah, we have a problem here. Yeah, you start but, like you move into like slideshow level of like, uh oh, yeah, things are just like starting to not move properly. <laughs> like that's always a thing, but like if it's if it's anything short of that, like what people consider like game breaking issues of like, oh my god, there's frame drops in this scene. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I literally can't see that. I still remember like people trying to show me like look at how look at how much better this looks and I'm like what's different about it? And they're like it's running in it's running in 60 FPS instead of 30. Here look at it side by side and I'm like I think the 30 looks better. I think I think like, I, I don't are, get it. Th- those moments are it's it's the 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 frame rate thing. You only really notice if you're actually controlling it from my for usually yeah. from where yeah, I'm that's sitting. Fair. like it's also funny to have videos doing that because a lot of like the, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always funny when it's like here's a video comparing resolution but the video's like resolution isn't the same as the resolution that they're showing off it's like well okay now I'm confused like wh- what it's it you, you there's some strange there's always some strange like uh okay just because the video is upscaled to 4K resolution doesn't mean that everything is 4K right like it's 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 uh you get into strange comparison territory sometimes when yeah, you're yeah, with yeah. this stuff too mhm but so i have one complaint about the gameplay yeah you you've referenced this and i don't actually know what it is but like i'm curious to hear what the what the big thing is i guess sort of two but one main one and that's I really hate QTEs and mm. I really hate that's a lot of the, the elements. I know, you know, I know you don't have to do them for most enemies. You can just blast them continuously and you'll kill them eventually. Mm-hmm. But most of the time there's like super quick kills with QTEs, which is okay. It doesn't really bug me, but there was a few bosses that has just, I found it annoying because I don't like, I don't like that kind of gameplay. I don't like QTEs. I don't, and that's effectively what the melee counter is. It's it's react immediately when the thing sparkles, right? Yeah, otherwise suppose, you're yeah. gonna get hit. Because I mean, that, it, it could be a QT. It could very easily just have been press a button instead, right? They just got rid of the button that you're pressing instead and just had yeah. an animation in the game. I mean, it's effectively a QTE. Um, I don't like that. I, I I would actually prefer that not to be a main thing in the game and have it be used in unique situations where it feels really cool. So, for instance, when you're fighting the the final boss. Mm-hmm. there's you can do some qte stuff in that fight and it feels awesome to do and some yeah. of the other main bosses it feels really good to do the 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 melee counter attack so there are some times where it's where it it feels like you're doing it because it fits the fight and other times you're doing it because oh that's a mechanic that's in this game now mm-hmm. and that it was really i hated it in uh return to samus or return of samus like, mm-hmm. I really, really didn't like it in the 3DS one because it was way worse. So they've made it a lot better. But that's that was my only real complaint about the game was I found those the, a lot of those moments is kind of like, eh. and when I first was playing through it, I actually I felt stronger about it. And then afterwards, like, OK, I think I was just frustrated because I didn't want to deal with it. And I wanted to just like blast the thing or whatever it was. I didn't want to have to be patient to wait for it to have its moment or, or I missed it just because I wasn't reacting because I was playing it all night long or whatever. And I was tired. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so a lot of it was more on me. I don't think it's bad design. I don't even think it's necessarily should be removed. It was just my, it's a, it's a personal preference thing. 
Right. I don't, I, it's not, I'm not sitting here trying to say that, oh, that shouldn't be in the game because it's, it's, they did it just fine and they actually made it a lot better than the 3DS version. And there's a few times, like I said, I, I did the quick kill on the, on the final boss in like the third stage and I was like, oh shit, that was so good. Like it felt so cool to, yeah, to actually yeah. get that, that, the, the timing of it right. Yeah. And so I don't want it to be gone. I really don't. And maybe it's just a matter of me adjusting because i didn't like it i disliked it so much in the 3ds version that when i first encountered it i was like oh god this is gonna this is all gonna be in this one too right like that was it was more of a reaction because i didn't like it previously than accepting or than experiencing it for what it was in this game my first time so that was my my initial feeling of it was yuck but then as i started to play it more and more i was like okay it's not it's not nearly as frustrating as it felt in the 3ds version but that's really my only complaint and it's not even that much of a complaint because it's more of just something that's on me than on the game itself I, sure and that's it's kind of the same basic way it's kind of the same basic thing that i feel about um about the hidden blocks where yes, it's like yeah, yes, boy yeah, this yeah. this irritates me but i think i might be in a relative minority in this and it's a it's a small complaint that is ultimately something that more people probably enjoy about the game. And I wouldn't even necessarily want to see it taken out. It's just like not necessarily to my personal taste. Yeah. And I guess if I had to think of a gameplay element that I just didn't care for that much overall, it <laughs> sounds kind of weird, but it's actually some of the, the Emmy sequences because okay. there's no real, sometimes it just feels annoying. There's one in particular where there's like a couple water segments to it. And oh, yeah. sometimes you just enter the room and the Emmy's like in front of you and you're like, well, yeah, okay, what the hell is this? Yeah, so the were... random spawn aspect of the Emmys is kind of annoying because you don't you can't really control that. And sometimes you just walk in. And it's like, well, I'm caught now. Yeah, I, I did not. I didn't <clears throat> enjoy those. And the fact that you just restarted them immediately, like from the exact same spot was it's a good choice because they want to make it so it's not too damaging. Yeah, they don't want like, it to be punishing. But at the same time, it also removes any... Like, it, it kind of just makes the segments like, okay, great, who cares? Like, it's it's almost pointless in a way because if you die, so what? If you get through it, now at least it's over. Like, there was no yeah. sense of... There wasn't, like, a whole lot of... Excite like I got to the Emmy part every time and I was like, let's just get through this as fast as possible. Because A, you know you're not supposed to collect anything during it. You're just literally right. supposed to get from whatever point A is to whatever point B is. And that th that's it. Because once you kill the Emmy, you go back and then you explore, right? So there's no it's not even like a sense of spookiness where you're trying to like put a key card in a computer. I'm not saying that would be a good game design. It, it does definitely remove the actual dread. Right. There is no dread. And so then in some ways it makes the whole point it kind of makes it meaningless because then it's like, great, okay, so I just need to wait. I need to get a good a, a good timing of hopefully the thing doesn't spawn in front of me. Right. And then I get through the segment and then it's over. So I, I actually In a lot of cases, like, in a lot of cases, the successful run will be one where just, like, for whatever reason, the Emmy just never gets close to you. Yeah. And you just, just run just through your three or four yep. rooms and you're just unaccosted by it the whole time. Yeah, so I, so I found that I feel very like weird. those... I feel like those rooms could have been. So one thing that fusion does that I think is kind of better mm -hmm. is few. The SAX encounters with fusion are all kind of like scripted. Yeah. Yeah. They're in set spots and, and it plays out in a particular way. Mm -hmm. And 
So the the scripted nature of those, I think, makes those encounters more frightening. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it's because and if you die, you basically have to just like figure out it. They're they're very similar. It's clear that the whole point of dread is they took the SAX sections and they're like, what if we based a game around doing this type of thing? Mm hmm. And well, and, and, and what's what's interesting about it is the the first couple of times that I encountered the Emmy, I was I was tense, like, wow, this is awesome. Like, I think yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Like, I'm scared, like not scared exactly, but like I've got that sense of tension where I want to get through it and I'm nervous. Right. Yeah. But then when I realized, oh, I can just die as many times as I want. And sometimes you have no control of it because it literally spawned in front of me, like in the next room where I was like, oh, oh, no, I, I don't like these segments. Actually, those are stupid because all that t- it's it's I don't know. It just did that. Those moments were actually the weakest part of the whole game after the initial few uh, encounters with Emmy. Aside mm. from once you got the gun and then had to figure out how to kill it, like that was actually kind of cool because there's a that few, is cool. There's a few of those that were really well designed in terms of how you have to set yourself up to have a long enough space to shoot it yeah. down, and so I I enjoyed that part a lot actually. <laughs> I think that like it, those sections lose a lot. Mm-hmm. In that all of a sudden when you uh, all of a sudden now that you have the uh, now that you have this hyper cannon thing, um, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I think that's actually what it's called. <laughs> something like that. I I, it, I don't think it's I think it's Omega something. Omega hyper cannon. <laughs> yeah. Omega hi, hyper cannon mega buster. <laughs> Special beam cannon. <laughs> um notably when you set up to shoot those all of a sudden the emmy starts walking towards you really slowly in this sort of like (laughs) stalking way and it's like oh so like obviously if it kept moving at the same speed that it was that it was moving before this would be basically impossible especially considering how long (laughs) you have to pour that initial uh that initial (laughs) stream of shots in to break break its its shielding yeah yeah and that was purely done so that you have to find the right spot to yeah which i guess that's kind of dumb too also because then there's no there's no real creativity to how you get it i'm I'm sure some speedrunner will break that wide open um probably yeah but as far as I like from a, just a casual first time playthrough, it was like, Oh, you have to find the spot and then, yeah. then it works. You have to find here. The spot yeah. Here's then... the, here's the long corridor. Yeah. You run down to the end of it and then you, uh, and then you, and then you aim and you wait. And in, kinda... in my case, you hope that it actually comes from the direction you think and not from behind you somehow. And yeah, cause it totally you. did. <laughs> yeah, it totally got you a couple of times. Yes. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm waiting for, him. I'm waiting for, him. I'm waiting. Oh God, he's got me so there's a few he went the other way that i actually i liked that that was cool yeah so those are cool that like the ma the me ai is actually pretty strong yeah yeah like they, they sometimes do a pretty annoyingly good job so. of like yeah sometimes annoyingly so um, <laughs> Were you, like, i, I just like that it, you can't really like um you think you can kite them into like taking a, a stupid long route and it just and doubles like, back the other way, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, no, I'll just go this way. And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> and the Emmys actually have more routes through the stage than you do. Yeah, more, they have more all, often like, the than not. So like and stuff. Yeah. So it is actually like the way they're designed is is pretty cool in that sense. I understand what you're saying about them being like, I think they would be better if they were if they were scripted, whereas they're they're kind of left open. 
And your success or failure really is just kind of based on did it spawn in an advantageous spot or not? Yeah. Did it spawn in front of you or did did it spawn three rooms away? Mm -hmm. And that's basically like what determines how you're going to do there. Um, Not all of them are like that, but I I, a couple of my runs through the the Emmy zones, I didn't ever actually see the Emmy at all. Right. You just kind of run through and you're like, okay, I got it. I do actually like the, like, once you learn what those sections are like, they are very formulaic. It's basically like, okay, I'm not supposed to do anything here except find the other way out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I've come in from this direction and I need to continue moving in, like, I need to keep moving through the zone to a door that I couldn't get to before that will bring me progress. Yeah. And I just need to do that as quickly as possible and not get caught. Um, there is something about that that I kind of like because the those sections have a lot of like power ups and things. And a lot of them are are presented to you in a very obvious spot. Mm-hmm. So it's like tempting. So you, there's a part of you is like, oh, I, oh, I see that and I want to figure out how to get it. But if you do that, if you linger around, then you're kind of then you're risking getting caught. So you kind of have to ignore that impulse and just keep going. And to me, the way I look at it is they are basically giving um, they're basically giving uh, you an opportunity to experience that zone in two different ways. Like it's, it's almost like going through two different areas because the first time through is this sort of like speed puzzle platformer, like try to find your way through before you get caught kind Mm -hmm. of, uh, kind of experience. And just like, you just kind of running through and almost speed running it. Yeah. Like not even not thinking about exploring or going through quickly or or going through thoroughly, which is a very Metroid thing to do is to check everything thoroughly and, and check what's in every direction. And this is like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Just find the quickest way through and go. That's all you yeah. have time for. And then once the Emmy is down, then it's like, OK, all of the places that you wanted to explore are now open and you probably have a power up now that makes you better able to do it. Yeah, I think I I I just think they would have benefited from either being less frequent but scarier or maybe it's just me compl- and it's my own issue with like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I guess I have that issue when I'm playing a horror game, too. Like if you're playing some game where a thing is chasing you and you save and you're it's really intense the first two or three times. But then if you die the fourth time, you're kind of like, yeah, this isn't scary anymore. I'm just trying to get through yeah. the motions now. No, right? I, so I, I definitely agree with you there. And it's there's no there's no doubt to me that um, once you get like to your third or fourth Emmy, they're not scary anymore. Yeah, it's it's just kind of like it's it's just going through the motions. So I wish they had they had done something to switch it up. And that's asking a lot. I I know that. And that's why I'm not saying this is a real complaint. Like <laughs> if if I was talking to Kyle right after I finished the game and I didn't I wasn't like I I wasn't super duper like I love this game. Like there was I was more hung up on the few things that I didn't like which we I sort of talked about. And I still said it's an amazing game and it's great and you should play it, yada yada yada. But I but I was I was holding the things that annoyed me a little bit higher than I should have just because they were they were right there on my mind. But sure. actually fighting that final boss, like when I actually finished the game and fought the final boss, I was like, OK, I it's hard for me to have any complaints because my God, yeah. does that last fight so much fun. Like, I, I, I think all it. of the boss fights are fun. 
all of the big bosses like yeah the, main, yeah. the, the, the fighting i okay the fights i didn't care for when you're fighting the you you because you have to do it like seven times where you fight the guy with the the shield. Oh the yeah, spear. the uh, like the that was a, a the Chozo the, warrior yes. things. The so Ma- doing Ma- that, Ma- 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 Malkins, Malkin, maybe Malvin? I don't know. So those that those were a, those were a sort of a shrug moment for me. Like yeah, whatever. I'll I'll go through this. I the first the couple time. fights against those things were really cool. Yeah, um, all the rest of them. And then the first one after the uh, after the X parasite uh, infestation, when it actually changes a little bit is like, oh, oh, cool. There's new stuff. Yeah. But like, ultimately, they are all almost exactly the same fight. And it's eh, that was I, that one. I they're did, that fun, one... but they, they you don't really think much of them after a while. Right. So that was it didn't it's not that they were bad. It's just that it felt like I've fought it a couple times already. And I was like, yeah, that's not what I want to do. They the, they've the... reused it a couple more times than they should have. And I know they tried to keep it fresh. You get like eventually it gets that weird like black energy beam. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, and it, one of them, they get a shield later on and you have to use and a that... grapple beam to break it off. And yeah. Stuff. And that's cool. So like there there's a couple of cool things there. But so I, the reason I love part of what I love about Super Metroid is that there's like four bosses in the game. Yeah. And that's it. And the rest of it's just exploring. Yeah. And I really like that style of Metroidvania more than, hey, there's going to be 20 bosses, but they're not all going to be exciting to fight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need the thrill of fighting a boss, quote unquote, or a sub boss. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. It's more of just like, okay, I guess I'll do this now. I don't care. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. fighting the, for instance, fighting the freaking boss in the, where, where, where it's, it's freezing the, the, the planet, like, and you have to go fight the big giant monster. That's like a contra boss thing. Like, Oh yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. That fight was so freaking awesome. <laughs> and I would rather have fewer boss fights that are memorable like that than lots of little mini boss fights. Or like, I, I didn't care about the boss fights where you had to fight the, the two warriors, well, you fought one once or twice, then you had yeah. to fight two, like, two or three times. And I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, this is, this is boring because it's, it's just shooting the beams and running from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen. Like, there's no, there's no nuance to the fight aside from that. And that, to me, is tiring. Like, there's nothing, I, I don't know. It just felt like fighting a harder regular enemy for way too long. But that's just me. <laughs> okay. I understand, but disagree. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just because I really enjoyed the combat in that game a lot. Mm-hmm. And every, like every new enemy type, every mini boss, every major boss was just an opportunity for me to get more out of the combat. Sure. And to use it in ways that I wasn't using it before and to try, like to try out new things. I guess and... I never had to do like, I just did the same stuff over and over again. So it didn't feel like I was trying anything new. Like, I, I pretty much was like, oh, hey, the enemy's here. Watch me wave dash to the other side of the screen. Oh, oh, now he's over here. I'm going to do the same thing, but the opposite direction. Do you yeah, know I, I mean? did. Like, I do think those fights kind of devolved into that at some point. And like using that uh, using that flash step in boss fights, first of all, felt great. <laughs> oh, my God. Flash step is so cool. Um, <laughs> it's the but coolest power all, up like, I've had in a long time. Yeah, for sure. And I I really like usually a move like that you get iframes on it so you can kind of like dash through things yeah and this it made it does so much not, harder it this does not do that and yeah. I think that's actually super cool 
it's really cool because it makes it you, you it's almost like a get out of jail free card right but in yeah. this case it's a, oh if you flash into somebody you're gonna take the damage yeah, you, if you just casually walked into them yeah this is this is not a like free repositioning you have to really think about where you're using this and where you're where you're going with it yeah like it, it yep. matters and i dig that i dig that um to me, like, I do think a lot of the fights devolved into, like, shoot, shoot, jump, flash, flash, shoot, shoot, jump, flash, flash, back and forth on the screen. Mm-hmm. Those, um, the warrior ones that, uh, God, I don't know what they're called, but yeah, the what the really, the, uh, the real mini bosses, the real tough mini bosses that there's less of. Yes. Um, and that you eventually have to fight two at a time. Um, first of all, stroke of genius to give you two at a time that are equally as powerful, but your beam and your missiles have powered up. So you like, you literally have like a couple new things and some more power and fighting two of them at once now feels equally as difficult as fighting one of them the first time. Yeah, because it feels really unfair at first. And then you're like, oh no, this is manageable. It's just a little, a little tougher. Yeah. So it sort of feels like you're fighting the very first time where the first fight, the first time you fight the enemy, you're sort of like, God, this is hard. And then, then it's, no, oh, it's not so bad. And then you have two of them. You're like, oh crap, <laughs> I'm bad at this again. <laughs> yeah, but it, it feels, it feels like the same. It feels like managing yes. two of them doesn't feel significantly different in terms of difficulty than managing one of them did previously nope. because you nope. just have more stuff to deal with it. And that's a really, really effective way to show you like, hey, you're stronger now. Mm-hmm. look at how much stronger you are you can now take on two of these things that you were previously having trouble with one um some of the patterns do get a little repetitive but i like i don't know i i felt like those fights were very those fights felt very fluid and natural to me and like i even even when i got it kind of down to a pattern or a science like it still felt like i was constantly having to like it still felt like I was constantly having to stay on edge because they didn't because always the AI is not stupid. The AI yeah. And is, they, it's smart. they, they didn't always get baited into like the exact same pattern. Every time you can get them into like a couple of sort of, uh, get them into a couple sort of similar patterns. So you kind of know like, okay, you're probably going to jump up here or down there, but they do mm-hmm. a good job of like trying to pincer you. So like sometimes they, they move in, unexpected directions just often enough where I, I really, I had a good time with those. Obviously the major boss fights are, are like every one of them is a highlight. Yes. And they're all like, they're all at a really good level of difficulty. Like they all killed me like three or four times, but they are very classic styled in that. Like, okay, there are like three or four patterns and you just need to see them and recognize them. They're all telegraphed and mm-hmm. you just need to know what is like, you need to know how to deal with each of those things and then execute. And then it's, you're fine. I don't know if you noticed one of the, um, like the tips and tricks while you're loading was on the boss fight. Specifically, if you die, you'll get one that says something like every attack bosses. is avoidable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That one made me smile. <laughs> it's actually it's actually funny because we've talked about that on the podcast before where it's like, I think that a I personally feel like a a platformer 
type game should be designed in such a way where like you can damage technically zero damage clear it. you would zero damage clear yeah. like you should never be in a situation where you are forced to take damage generally unless it's like a you know metal gear solid microwave hallway cinematic kind of what a what a what a good scene <laughs> if it's if it's that kind of like you know cinematic thing where you have to just kind of I mean, like Super Metroid has the thing with the uh, with the baby where Mother Brain just like wrecks you down to nothing. And then but sure, the... those don't actually count because they're 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 completely. It's basically just a cutscene. It's not really yeah. real control. But like, it still plays out as if you know. It still plays out as if you're being damaged. Yeah, and you have to like get hit by Mother Brain for it to for it to happen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you know what I'm saying is like. There are cinematic sort of cutscene style moments where you have to take damage, but generally there should not be a situation where damage is unavoidable. And I kind of appreciated that Dread was like, by the way, there is never a situation where damage is, un- is unavoidable. You can yeah, dodge everything. Just, I love that they just say it there. Like straight you, up. Because <laughs> there's that part of you sometimes when you're fighting a boss for the first time, you're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. It's impossible. And then that message pops up and you're like, okay, game. <laughs> it's like, it, by the way, it's literally not impossible. <laughs> you can so you I, can absolutely one CC this. No damage. Let's go. So I got a kick out of that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I like everything about the, the general gameplay and combat. And like, I, the only things that I found a little bit tedious Mm-hmm. are the regular enemies that are just really tanky. Yes, that's the that's, ones that like the ones that like crawl along the ground and like and you have to hit them with like eight missiles or or you have to like get right up next to them and wait for their uh and wait for their counter prompt. Yep. Which like don't get me wrong, I love the counter ability. Like I think that's one of the coolest things they added to the game. And I generally like the implementation of it. The only thing that I don't like about the implementation of it is the regular enemies who you just kind of have to, like, watch them walk around and do a couple of attacks and then, like, okay, here's the thing I can counter. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that way on bosses. You could, like, you were saying earlier that you felt like the bosses kind of do the same thing in terms of the QTE. But it's like, because because the counter ability is cool but not necessary for winning that fight you can just continue to do the boss fight normally and then when the counterable move comes up then you can try to hit it and get some free damage in sure and And, and like the 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 one the one giant boss with the the in the heat plate i don't have any idea what the boss is called the thing that looks like a big contra face that you fight I think um, that one is like a I think that one has like a serial number type of name. It was like ex, like experiment X72 or some something like that. Yeah, so that that boss it's once you know where the when you're supposed to counter it it's it's you know it's really easy to do. Yeah. because you know you're supposed to just do it there. I I guess my my feeling in general about those type of reaction moments, I just I'm just not a big fan of them ever in any game like where it's react immediately to a thing that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, not because they're bad design. I just don't like them. Yeah. Like it's not fun for me to, to deal with in games. I, I prefer to have it be more controlled, I guess, as opposed to, uh, reacting on the spot. Like, like, uh, 
It's just never it's never been something I've been a big fan of. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm not saying I am not saying that you are wrong in your opinion on that. I just have a different opinion on it. Yeah, I'm just because I actually I'm I'm the exact opposite where like if if you are a game that is forcing me to make split second reactions all the time, I probably like that. Well, that's different. If, If it's a game that's always designed around that, then that's fine. Right. I would be okay with a game that's if 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 the whole point of the game is that I'm supposed to be always on the edge of my seat getting ready to do that and like combat is really tight and it's supposed to be a series of parries or dodges, then I'm okay with that too, because then that's what it's supposed to be. This is not that, right? This is the combat in Metroid is shoot with your thing, do some maneuvering. Oh, and now we've added a a, a split second decision making. Typically, I'm talking about not not necessarily just dread. In, yeah. I mean, Metroid in general. Sure. So that's that's why that's where my reaction to it comes from because it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't fit for how I want to play Metroid. Not so much that I think it's bad game design because I think it's fine if if you have a whole game that's designed more around that style of play. It just it felt sometimes out of place in this experience when you're when you're like you were talking about the tanky enemies and stuff right because what you're supposed to do with the tanky enemies is just wait around for them to have their little shine and then you hit the shine and then the fight's over Mm -hmm. so those are those moments were the ones that were the most egregious to me in terms of what was like a frustrating stop in the gameplay where i was like oh god okay i'll just wait for you to do your attack and then i can go forward as opposed to just blasting the stuff with my super powered things because i'm at the end of the game yeah I think I would have more of an issue with it if it was like, I think the fact that the the hitting the counter basically just treats you to a cool looking cutscene yep. where you can mash the fire button. Mm-hmm. And I think if the count, if hitting the counter had led you into like an actual Q- true QTE where it's like, OK, now it's time for you to hit these specific button prompts as they appear on screen to make the to make it continue to to work. And granted, like some of the counters have like multiple counters that you have to hit. Which Oh, I'm I so oh, to be clear, once once you've especially on bosses, once you've ex- successfully countered the thing and then you're in that cutscene where you just basically mash your missiles or shooting or whatever you want to do, that's great. I that's cool as hell. I'm not complaining about that at all. Like the actual what happens after you successfully press the QTE. I think that's cool. I, it adds a lot of like cinematic flair. I don't know how I would like this to be handled. I'm not offering up a solution. So maybe there isn't a good way to do it. And I just need to suck it up. Right. Like, cause it's, that's you don't, why I'm you don't have really to suck it up. You are allowed to, you are allowed to have this opinion. No, no, but, but I'm saying it's, it's the reason I'm saying suck it up is because maybe it has nothing to, maybe it's more of just my reaction to that style of having the next thing play out. And I don't know mm. how best that should handle I don't mean that the that my feeling about it is is incorrect or whatever. Mm. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about that. It's it was more of I'm not sure what would be what would make this feel good to me all the time. Cuz the actual yeah. like I said the final boss where you or even even any of the any of the major bosses where you get the the reaction attack where you where you hit the melee counter, it feels awesome. So Maybe if it was only in during boss fights, I would have a completely different feeling about how mm. it actually works. So if 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 there was none of the because I don't know if you experienced this, but there was one or two times where I'm like climbing up a, a thing like I'm like jumping up a a, a shaft right in the game. And oh, there's two yeah, enemies yeah. That like fly at you. 
Yep. And then you get you you counter one of them, but the other one flew like a quarter of a second after the other one. Yeah. And so then you get hit by that, and mm-hmm. there's nothing you could have ever done about in that particular. Now it's pretty rare. Um. So so maybe. My, my Those are pretty annoying, about, and then it knocks you off of the wall, and you have to climb back up again and just waste your time. Yeah. So and and so maybe my my strong feeling about the melee counter is because it's outside of the cool boss moments. Because in the bosses, it actually is cool. It actually is really neat. And and when you get it right, it feels fantastic. In yeah. in the world while you're exploring, I don't want to be stopped to wait for your shine thing to happen so that I kill the enemy. I just want to keep exploring and shoot stuff. So maybe that's really where my feelings about that stem from is that it's it slows me down in a way I don't want to be slowed down while while walking around the world. I guess. I see. Because actually, the boss fights in 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 talking about it. Those were cool. I enjoyed them all. Like, it's hard for me to say, I, I can't pick a boss where I'm like, God, I hate that I have to do this. <laughs> it's always yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm looking for the space to do it because it's going to be awesome and I want to see what it looks like, right? See, like, I felt like that with almost everything. It's like, okay, where's the mm. counter thing? And every time okay. I did it on every enemy, it was like, yeah! <laughs> like, it just gave me that visceral, like, yes feeling. Every, like, yeah. even on the little, even on the little crappy bird things. Mm-hmm. So like that was very easy for me to just and granted it was it was my first time using the melee counter because I didn't play Samus Returns so like I didn't have any sort of like weariness with it yeah but it's just like it was that way worse is than Samus Returns that type of um that type of thing generally is like being able to hit a high risk defensive maneuver in a game like that is just yeah. like that is one of my favorite things you can do in a video game mm, yeah. I could, it's yeah, just like I, I, that is that is just like that is so one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And it's the only time that it really annoys me is when you are at the mercy of like there is no other way to deal with this enemy but to just wait until it decides to do the counterable thing. There are games like that where it's like okay, you just have to wait for you just have to wait for the boss phase to come around or the enemy phase or the attack type or whatever, where it's going to do the thing where you can attack it. Wait, I'm confused because isn't that literally what Metroid does? Like, no, because you, you can still it to do it. It's no, because you, you can still it? what I'm saying is if you are unable to do anything else to it while you're oh, waiting oh, for that. So you, it's not invincible during it. Like, so you can yeah. just kill it. If it's like, if it's just, in, if it's just an invincible enemy and you're just waiting for it to decide to do the thing where like now you're allowed to do damage to it, that yeah. is annoying and terrible. Mm-hmm. But you can go through that game and never counter anything if you want to. Like, I'm pretty sure... Aside from like maybe a, a aside from maybe like the initial tutorial, I don't think you're ever actually acquired required to use the melee counter for anything. Yeah, I it's don't there and it's it's fun and it's cool that you and it's cool for bosses and it mm-hmm. does a lot of damage and it makes it easier if you can hit it. But like you can go through the whole game and just ignore that mechanic altogether if you if that's if that's a thing that you want. Yeah, and and that's 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 why I was saying it's better done than Samus Returns by by a substantial margin. Oh, does Samus Returns force it? More or less, because the the enemies that you're fighting have such an insane amount of hit points at certain points in the game where it's mm. like Jesus. Where if you don't, and then the, but the counter is like an insta kill, so it's right. It's right, sort of like right. yeah, I guess you could do it, but it's not. And some bosses 
if you don't hit the melee counter, it just keeps repeating the cycle until you get it right. Yeah, okay, so actually, it, it really does actually force it. So it forces you to do it, which is way more annoying. That's, that's Yeah, that's, that's definitely, I, like, that is definitely more annoying. And I don't, I would not necessarily, like, I probably wouldn't have as big of a problem with it. But I do think that, like, especially when you miss those and it's like, all right, time to go through the last 20% of the boss's health again so that you yeah. can try to hit the, so you can try to hit the counter. Yeah. Like, and, that's, and that sucks. It's, it's weird because I didn't, I, I, like, when I was playing Samus Returns, I didn't even, I don't think I, I, I think I had to retry on, like, two bosses. And even, so it wasn't even like it made the game that much harder. So it's, it's. I don't know why I have such a visceral reaction to that type of gameplay. Like, I don't know what it is about it that bugs me, but it just, just, eh, it's, it bugged me. But it's, what's really cool about Dread is that the game is so good and the moments where it works, it works really, really well where I don't care. Like, just, just have it in there. It's fine. Cause the, the times where I like it, it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like we've run that topic into the ground. There is one more thing that I want to that I want to hit before we uh, before we wrap this up. And that is especially now that we've played through basically the entire series story. There is yeah, story. Sure. How do there we is. feel? How do we feel about story? I don't even care. <laughs> you know what? I kind of don't either. <laughs> I, um, I've never played Metroid games for the story. It's been well, I haven't to kind either, of talk but about. like, I haven't either, but I feel like, you know, since fusion, they, they have yeah, they, tried a, to make it more of a thing. Yeah, no, for sure. And we've even talked about the story in the last podcast, like about how, you know, what, what it means. And it, it's, it's how we help try to justify other M, which apparently right now I saw something. I yeah. Apparently people are talking about it now. Yeah, I had heard that people are like, hey, this is all about mental health. And just because she doesn't adhere to what you think, it's basically exactly what we talked about in the in the podcast about mm-hmm. how it's, it's not nearly as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It is, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think what we said is basically like they had the they had ideas in there that are that are decent ideas if they had executed them well but they didn't mm-hmm. um and so th- i think i think the story in dread is it's 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 fine it's cool it's it's, it's i had some neat, i wish there was actually so if they were going to go more i wish they actually focused more on whatever they were going to do with the story because they kind of had like a little dump of story in the middle of the game and then at the end your d- dadish thing is like hey I don't care about you. And then you just like go, you just lose your shit and, and yeah, <laughs> literally become a Metroid. <laughs> yeah. And that was awesome. And that was fun. And then, then I don't know what, what happened. The person like overrode the X parasite and let you boy have it or that something. I don't like have, I don't the know. stuff uh-huh. that happens in the ending there. Like they're all like big story beats, but like, with, Boy, with I don't know what to make of any of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on. Like, cause and and none of this. If you actually think about the things, it makes no sense. Cause that. So the whole pla- the whole planet is basically set up like Big Shell, where it's just a testing ground for Samus. It feels like at this point, why the planet has dedicated rooms for Emmys and why the Emmys are stuck in those rooms, I don't understand. Yeah, they, like they explain it. It's like, oh, there's this is the Emmy operating zone and they are designated to work in these zones and never leave for any reason. It's like, 
All right. I thought they were here to why? explore this planet. They don't. They don't. They're not like from this planet, so that yeah. makes no sense. I don't know why the entire planet is designed that way, but whatever. I don't understand why. So the 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 good bird, the good bird scientist, turns off the Emmys somehow. Um, which implies then, that they had the ability to do that earlier. Right, which also implies why doesn't Samus have the ability to turn off them since she was sent on a mission to do this, but whatever. Um, and then then you see the you see the 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 good bird scientist get possessed, I guess, and return the Emmys all back on, but you're not really sure who's doing it. But then right. and then then uh the bad the bad bird warrior doesn't seem to care either way. He's like, yeah, this is all going according to plan. When, it, how, how, how did you think, like, none of that makes any sense when if actually the good bird scientist is not possessed and maybe they purposely turn the Emmys back on to fully power up Samus so she had a chance to fight against the the war. Like, I don't know. The The actual story of the game is pretty nonsense, which I'm okay. I don't care. Like, I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't understand how they're calling this the last Metroid game from this. It, like, they really had built it as, like, this is the end of this character arc. And I was expecting something <laughs> significantly more final than we got. Because that was, Cause that it was literally like was just, <laughs> this literally was just, like, okay, so, you know... Samus so Samus flies away before. from another exploding planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Samus is more powerful than ever before. She's even more of a threat to the universe. And that's it. But she's fine. She saved the day. Everything's good. Who knows? Question mark. Like it's 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 just wide open. It's 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 pretty much the exact same ending as all of the Metroids before where it's like, yeah, she solved the problem. Everything's great. <laughs> she solved the problem. The planet is exploding. She's flying away. And because that was the only way to stop the, uh, that was the only way to stop the things on this planet from going to other planets and becoming a threat is to just destroy every single living creature on this planet. They all have to go. It's worked out. It's worked out well previously. Right. So let's do it again. <laughs> So I, I think the well, most and confusing. And, Go ahead. I was going to say, and and they alluded to him having the ability to clone Samus. So does that mean he's already sent that clone Samus data to another planet? I think like, that. What does that mean? Probably involves the X parasite somehow. I'm just saying we it's it's there's nothing there is nothing conclusive about this story other than Samus has two bird dads. Yeah, which are dead now. Which are both dead, yes. One one by your hand. I guess technically both by your hand in a way. <laughs> Since in a way it was still alive at the end of the game, just it was like overriding the ex-parasite somehow. All just standing there spooky. Or the or like the ex-parasite was like weirdly on your side? <laughs> I like, like I think it wanted the most to live. confusing so... thing like okay you want to tell me like all right so Metroid uh, uh, Samus has Metroid DNA and it's overriding her system and making her into a Metroid so now she's like got this whole energy this whole energy consumption power thing yeah um you know what that's freaking rad I'm cool yeah. with that that was and actually was a really awesome. neat thing God, that was such a cool scene. Yeah. Like, I think the coolest thing about it is like, you're like, okay, here's the, here's the last Emmy, right? This is, we got the, we got the last Emmy 
and this is gonna be like the big like final boss thing and oh man it's got power bombs how are we gonna deal with that yep, yep. and it's literally just like she just puts a hand on it and is like all right your soul is mine now <laughs> she seriously your soul is mine then for sure yeah and just <laughs> that is a cool so moment cool. like the anti-climax of that of like no i just got this now is like that's really neat i really <laughs> i really like that um so that whole that whole like development of yeah metroid or uh, samus is becoming a metroid yeah because the you know the dna is like just overriding her and she can't stop it she's just getting metroid powers and then that's yeah. that like battle toads ass suit design at the very end <laughs> like all of that is cool the uh that whole yeah, thing I at the end where she jumps into the ship and then and then adam's like hey don't do that you'll uh You'll suck all the power out of the ship because you're just an ener- you're just an energy consumption monster now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all suit? great. And then it's like, here, here is an X parasite that will just revert the changes. Yeah, whatever. Like, OK, you can go now. It's fine. Like, yep. I, 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 there's no precedent for that. Samus has been eating X parasites like jelly bait, like jelly bears, jelly bears, <laughs> jelly beans, gummy bears. Yeah. One of those things. Yeah. The, like she's been eating them like candy for like two games now. <laughs> and like at no point was it ever established that it could like override Metroid evolution. If anything, the opposite has been half is has been happening. Yep. Because it's the Metroid DNA, it's the it's the Metroid DNA that allows you to absorb the X parasites because they just do that. They just made that. They just have that ability, and so you've been like you've been eating the X parasites because you're the only person who could do it because of the Metroid DNA, and all of a sudden, like here's the X parasite that can. St- stop you from becoming more metroid like <laughs> but like you just give it the you I, just I, give it the the metroid food makes you less metroid didn't 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 one of the games have the x parasite be the oh no you were you were possessed by x parasite and the metroid ate it right yeah yeah so it, now it now it makes no sense that it's the, yeah i don't i don't know man it's it's maybe the X parasites actually going to be inside you and the next game's going to all be, it's going to be like inside Bowser's story, but it's going to be the inside. <laughs> story. Oh man, that'd be really cool. Actually. <laughs> because, because I don't have a clue. I like I, just I, explore. Like the map is the, is the power suit. Yeah. That's what it is. And you're and like, you just have to, ex- you just have to like miniaturize and explore through the power suit to like root yeah, out the, all of the, the, the Metroids and the X. <laughs> The next game you play as a Metroid. <laughs> fight, you, fight I play fighting. it. That would and then that that, that would that would work for me. Wasn't I her suit it. design supposed to look like the like the original Metroid models or the Metroid Carapace or something like that? Wasn't that the wasn't that the the Battletoads? Uh, <laughs> oh, I have no sort idea. Of, you might be right I, about that. I wonder if that. I I don't actually know. That was just my first thought when I saw it because it kind of gave me that vibe of like that that hard shell or like the like i remember i don't know i could be wrong but the uh that was just i loved the story aside because really i don't know what's going on i actually have no clue 
I didn't care because it got to that. It got me to uh, see a scene where Samus just <laughs> like goes super Saiyan. And that was I'll, I will true. always be down for a, a game where true. the main character gets to charge up for no real reason other than story plot armor. Um, I'm now going to I'm going to murder you and do a thing that I couldn't do a second ago because now I have the power to. That's always exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, th- it's it's worth it for that alone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. And s- go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, because I was going to try. I was going to transition <laughs> out, actually. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I just I just loved the hyper beam. That, that was so much fun. That yep. whole es- the escape sequence was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, it does get a bit like there was a part of me that was like, I hope that they play on everyone's expectations of having an escape sequence because God is there always an escape sequence. Oh, and this one made even less sense than other games. <laughs> like, why is the planet blowing up now? <laughs> what I, caused it to explode? It's because of the uh, the floating uh, the floating island continent thing with the with all the power suit all the power stuff on it i guess oh because it fell into the it fell into the planet yeah i i i assume that has i i assume that is why i don't know like i'm pretty sure Sure. it would just leave a crater but i think it's got like (laughs) some i'm pretty sure it's got some like super powerful stuff that was exploding and and so it's super super powerful stuff that's exploding in exactly three minutes in exactly three minutes it's really nice of it's really nice of the chemicals to allow you time to escape before they mix together you know what it worked for namek yeah whatever why not that was if that's i almost forgot about something important oh what it's not game related so go ahead and say what you were gonna say Oh no, that mine mine is nonsense. I was just saying if this if this is how they want to tell Samus stories, I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's perfectly fine for me. Or maybe they're going to save more story for Prime or something. Who knows? I mean, I guess Prime is the next one we have to look forward to, but I don't really see it picking up from here. Yeah, I don't know why. Man, maybe I I it I am really excited to see what is announced when Prime officially gets announced for real the second time, and I want to know what like where they're going with it. Like, is it just going to take place earlier in the storyline? Are they going to try and do something going forward? Like, I, I'm really curious how prime four is going to play out. Yeah. I mean, it's been so long since three. I mean, we're literally like two over 10 years, two entire console generations, almost three. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we're, I would say we were probably mid to late into the switch life cycle. Yeah, it was and corruption, like corruption was early in the uh, in the Wii's life cycle. So like we are there's a lot that has changed that uh, I it'll be interesting to see how they how they adapt that. Mm-hmm. But um, I've who knows when that's going to be. Yeah. I... <laughs> so I forgot we got uh, we got uh, listener mail this week. Oh, I usually I, I usually close it out. Yeah, I usually do this earlier on in the uh, thing, but um, to uh, to close things out, we got uh, we got another mail from Swoggles and Swoggles is trying to start a trend here of not just sending uh, not just sending uh, mail that just makes a comment, but rather giving us a prompt. Okay, so this one's pretty straightforward. It's just a it's just a question for us to discuss. And it is, if you could pick one game 
to receive a full-fledged AAA remake with updated and graphics like uh, FF7 remake, what game would you pick? Chuck Rock. No. <laughs> I I sprung that question. Happening. I no Joe and Mac. Or oh yeah 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 Joe and Mac. That's right. That's right. Joe, remaking Joe and Mac is very different from remaking Chuck Rock. No no it is. You're right. You're right. Yes yes. Um, I they're equally unnecessary, but. But Joe and Mac is at least a decent game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe and Mac too. I remember having fun with it. Um, so I, I, we got this like several days ago. So I've had some time to think about it. So I will list my answer, and you can take some time to uh, to consider. Um, my answer is not particularly nuanced because it's probably the most obvious answer imaginable. But it's Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger would be cool. I I often wonder, I because I've when they've talked about Chrono Trigger or people have talked about it being remade or like wanting to see Chrono Break or whatever. Yeah, I, a part of me wonders if Chrono Trigger is already perfect. <laughs> and I, it and is. I, I'm only saying that because the art is so awesome. Like so, Final Fantasy VII getting remade. In my head, it makes sense because the graphics on the PS1, even though it, I, it's fine for me, I don't mind them, but they are they are absolutely atrocious, especially if you've never played PS1 games. Right? Yeah, no, they're they're dated as hell. Like you can play Chrono Trigger right now, and if you like sprites, you're gonna be like, "Damn, that's a pretty game." Yeah, um, that would be cool though. I would be I would play. I, to be honest, speaking I would of which, we didn't really discuss it, but boy, is Metroid Dread really pretty? Yeah, it is. And that game I was fantastically great. I was a little worried is not the right word, but I wondered from one of the trailers in the very beginning, actually the only trailer I ever saw was the first one um, when they announced it. it There's a part of me that's like, man, this kind of really, f- it didn't, the, the, the graphics didn't stand out to me as what made it look cool or like what I was excited about, but actually having played it, I was like, whoa, this is awesome looking like everything yeah. feels and looks great. Yeah, no, I never, I never, ever, ever play a game for graphics. And usually I don't notice, but like, that game had a style and like the the stuff that they put in the backgrounds and just like the all of those environments felt alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the ones that were specifically dead. It was <laughs> it was it was very nice. Yeah. But I think um, like because Chrono Trigger has such a distinct art style, I think that's actually part of the reason why I would be fascinated to see how it would actually translate into a a, a high scale remake like that because i wonder oh, sure. if it wouldn't look like one of those really high res anime games like tales of arise mm-hmm. more so than like a more i wonder if that type of style wouldn't be more uh, appropriate for it than a uh like the more realistic look on like uh ff7 remake mm, yeah so like they could look like oh, that. That's true, it actually. it may could, not, yeah, yeah. but like if anything, just bringing that, uh, just bringing that style and that story onto like a, a new platform. Like I would love to see that redone and possibly even like, you know, remixed a bit and, and expanded upon like they did for, uh, for uh ff7 remake like imagine a imagine a chrono trigger remake where you get like a whole like you get a whole shala subsection yeah for sure and you get to like really you get to really like flesh out all of her 
all of her like backstory and all of this, all of the stuff that she's doing separate from the rest of the group and all of these like other little bits of like extra backstory on people that you don't really, that you don't get otherwise like cool characters, but you only see them in like a couple scenes and they're just kind of one note. Like your, your Kino and your, uh, your Cyrus and um, God, who else? Like, I guess the, the King and the chancellor and Mm -hmm. all of like, all of these characters were like, there's really interesting drama going on there, but it plays out in like five minutes. (laughs) And like, what if you actually got more time to really go into that? I don't know if yeah, that would necessarily make it better, but I think it would be interesting to see. Pretty much this, the, the, the question and the discussion more or less boils down to what's a game that I liked a lot as a child that I want to, that I want to have the experience of playing again for the first time. Mm. <laughs> right. Like, cause otherwise I feel for the most part, I would rather just have a new game. I'd rather just have something new. Like I'd rather have Chrono Break than a remake of Chrono Trigger. I'd rather have the next chapter of whatever they're going to do with the story that involves the characters than just have a remake. Same Final Fantasy VII is a weird, unique case just because I think, again, it more or less falls into this was every this was a lot of people's first major RPG. So they Definitely. have they love the characters and Final Fantasy doesn't have a trend of making sequels. So they can't just make like, oh, hey, all the characters are back in the next game. Like that would make that wouldn't make sense exactly. So they had to do a giant remake, remake, remaster to try to capitalize on everybody's <laughs> even if they for it, even if they wanted to do that, which they did because they made Advent Children even though that's not True. a game, but like it was intended as like the sequel movie. Yeah. But like, no, you're right. Boy, I mean, they, they made crisis core. They made advent children. They made the, the dirge of Cerebus. Like, so they, yeah. Final fantasy seven is such a huge final fantasy game that they were like, Hey, let's, let's, let's capitalize on this as best we can. Yeah. Right. And that's right around the same time that they were also doing final fantasy 10 too. So yep. they're, yeah, they started realizing that they could like milk some of their more prop, more popular properties for, yeah, some extra bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I think I don't have a good answer for this. I really don't because there's games that I would like. Oh, I'd love to see a like a like Final Fantasy VI. It's kind of a boring answer, but that'd be really cool to see. Yeah. I would love to see what a what a a world what Final Fantasy VI would look like blown up in in 3D like that. Like that would look. I bet it would be really neat. And they could uh, like the 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 amount of detail. It's you know what's it's, really interesting about it, actually, is that yeah. I'm looking back at my shelf right now, and this is kind of this is kind of going into what you were saying about like I would just rather have a new game. Yeah. I don't need to like rehash stuff that's already been made. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, let's look at some of the like I'm looking at the NES games all lined up, and all of the all of the things that pop up is like, oh, that could be cool as a remake. That'd be cool if they did a AAA remake of that are like all of your classics where it's like, okay, so there's, you know, so there's Zelda and Mario and Metroid. And it's like the modern versions of those games basically are the equivalent of the full AAA remake of that game. Yep. Yep. Cause that's the, it's literally already happening. Like those games came out and they have been iterated on and remade and redone and reconsidered like, dozens of times now and now the you know your breath of the wild and your and your mario odyssey especially mario odyssey yeah is basically like that is if you look at ff7 and the way that that game was mechanically changed 
for a more modern for a more modern gaming audience rather than kept in the strict turn-based, you know, select your command and go style of of, you know, 1997 or 98 yeah. or whenever it was. Um like, yeah, Mario Odyssey is basically the natural is the natural evolution of like Mario 1. So a lot of those AAA remakes, so, you know, so to speak, are basically already happening and just being marketed as new games in the same franchise. Yeah, because people, you want to have the characters that you love or that experience that you love. Like you loved Final Fantasy VII or whatever it is. So you're like, oh, this game remade exactly, but with better graphics. Right, has right, to be right. The, like the best version of that game. And maybe that's true, but maybe it's for, 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 for my money, I would, I would rather have a brand new experience, I guess. Yeah. Um, Rather than like not rehab. to say, because I think the big, I think the big thing is like, ultimately, if you're not talking about gameplay, because to get the full AAA remake from an old game, you're going to have to redo the gameplay anyway, because there's something yeah. in it that's dated. You're going yeah, like to, you you're going to redo the graphics and the music and everything. So what are we really talking about preserving? Basically the story. Right, but even like, then, is that, but then is that actually what you want? Do you want just the story? Because if all you care about is the story and you don't want that touched at all, then there's a part of me that wonders if it's even worthy of being remade in the first place, right? Right, So, yeah. So Final Fantasy, I think Seven's a really good example because I was frustrated at Seven's story when I played it the first time. I was like, man, this is kind of dumb. And then as mm-hmm. I was getting through it and got to the end, I was like, well, actually, if they do something cool with this and not just use it as some odd ending to this game to generate fake hype, then I'll be really excited with the possibilities of what this means, like, split universes and stuff like that this could be so awesome that there's multiple like there's like some you know infinity war type multiple timelines happening all at once sort of a scenario here within final fantasy as a whole like that could be really cool yeah and so if if you're open i I guess it's it's a hard question to answer because are we talking about a one-for-one remake with prettier graphics and better music then i feel like that's sort of a waste of talent and time Sure. In, in my stri- like, I realize that's sort of a maybe that's a closed-minded opinion, but I think that's a good answer to the question. Is like, you know, if you could pick one game to receive a full AAA remake, you wouldn't. Yeah. No, I don't. I think, think that's. I, I think that's a valid answer to the question. But I will say that, like, so they're remaking Dragon Quest Three with the two point five. Oh yeah, the HD two D engine. Like that is really cool to me because. That's a game that a lot of people probably didn't get to play, especially because JRPGs weren't that popular then in America. Yeah. Did Dragon um, Quest then, 3 even come out in the US? It did, yeah. On the, okay. on the NES, and then it did then the Game Boy Color one, which was really good. Oh, um, okay. And so did, like the fact that I even have to ask that just shows how <laughs> like how that game went under the radar. <laughs> exactly. Um so to to me, that's one of those games that I saw the trailer for that. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like that, that the art style that they're, cause I wouldn't call that a triple a final fantasy seven style remake, right? That is a, it's, it's a remake, but it's, it still feels it. It's not like a, it's a new coat of paint as opposed to an entirely new everything. Cause it actually still sure. feels a lot like the, the original game. Like you're not changing perspective. It, like, cause when you're walking around Midgarden in, remake you're like holy crap this is such a sweet city like how did they this city feels so good it's way different than just mm-hmm. a, oh here's here's your um 
still image of this screen that you're kind of walking through right like it it, right it it changes a lot whereas the 2.5 remake of three is more or less the same thing just with a fancier way of doing the graphics and that to me i I like that that's kind of neat um i don't need it like if they had just announced hey we're making dragon quest what would it be a 12 or 11 what are we on is it i think we're on 12 now right uh yeah 11 was the 11 is the most recent one so if it was just Dragon Quest Twelve with that style of art, I would have been just as hyped up because I love the way that style of art looks. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me that it's a remake of three or not. Like I don't yeah, whatever. Like that's cool. So yeah, I think I think to answer the question is that I probably wouldn't. And maybe that's why I wouldn't make a good business person because I I'll be the first to tell you that when I saw the trailer for seven, like when it was officially announced as a seven remake happening. I was so excited. Like I was happy, but that's because I know that's purely my nostalgia for seven talking, right? Like it's, I, I was very excited for it and I loved it. So if, if you were to, re- if, if someone was to say, Hey, we're remaking, there's going to be a brand new, completely updated version of Majora's mask. I'd be like, Oh, that's going to be so much fun to play. Yeah. But it's yeah, not something yeah, yeah. That I would ask for. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so it's, it's like it's there isn't something it. that you would demand that someone make like people <laughs> yeah. like, like people if I had that threw power. a fit over ff7 remake for years and years and years based on a ps3 tech demo <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly until they finally did it yeah and so i i always had it in the back of my mind like man that'd be neat that'd be cool i'd be happy if they did that but i don't i don't I, I wasn't like, a, oh my God, it has to happen, right? Like if yeah. they remade even something weird like Donkey Kong 64, that could actually be kind of a cool remake, I bet, because they could fix all a lot of the problems, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Would I want that? Probably not. But if so, if Nintendo were to release it, I'd be like, oh, sure. I'd try that out. Um, yeah. So, no, so, I get that. So, I so like there are things that you would accept, but there isn't anything that you're like so excited about that you'd be like, oh, man, it, I really want them to make this. O- oddly enough, when you said Chrono Trigger, my first thought prior to you saying that was maybe Chrono Cross, just because I love Chrono Cross. You know, a lot. like I love the music. I wouldn't and, I wouldn't fight with you on that. And that game desperately needs uh, a budget for this <laughs> to flesh out the <laughs> ending of that game. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> and like any of the characters and like any of the like people. imagine a chrono cross where the care like where all of the characters actually matter yeah so if i guess if or i had more to pick, than like three of them if Swa- if swoggles is holding a gun to my head that's the game i think i would pick i think i would actually pick chrono cross i which think is funny. chrono <laughs> cross is actually a better candidate for it than chrono trigger because chrono cross is a also good but more flawed game yeah Yeah, very very true (laughs) and so like i feel like it would actually gain more from a remake yeah whereas whereas chrono trigger like doesn't really need anything changed yeah because chrono trigger i wouldn't want any changes in my head aside from maybe some like you were saying it would be cool to see some of the more fleshed out stuff but chrono cross they could change a whole bunch of stuff and i would be all right with it as long as the (laughs) honestly not even change. change but just expand yeah, exactly. It feels was, like there is so much in that game that is just kind of left kind of floating that mm-hmm. it's like they wanted this game to be way bigger than it ended up being. Yeah, like and the whole so there's just a bunch of thing and yeah, there's kind of so stuff. many characters in that game that just exist. Yeah, yeah. And they could even do a better job of because my, my understanding was they wanted to tie it more closely to the Chrono Trigger universe, but yeah, like, it just didn't work out. 
like yeah. they didn't have the time or the budget and they tried to do some stuff with the magical dreamers uh, side story in japan um and it just didn't happen and th- i think yeah it never got translated here so it's you know it's hard to it's yeah so that i guess that that would be that would be the gun to my head uh request i think that's a good choice i think that's i think that's a good choice and i think that's actually a better choice than than chrono trigger um yeah it's a good question if you are still listening and would like to send us a similar question to uh to discuss and answer on the podcast please feel free to do it we will we will talk about this stuff at your behest if you send us an email at the retro breakdown at gmail.com that's the t-h-e the retro breakdown at gmail.com all one word no spaces you can't really put spaces Can in an email. In? Oh yeah. You could put like a you could put like an underscore, but there's none of that. True. No periods. Nope. Well, the dot com. Oh yeah. I meant in the middle of the <laughs> No, it's not <laughs> it's not the dot retro dot breakdown at gmail dot com. <laughs> dot net <laughs> dot org. <laughs> dot retro breakdown. <laughs> dot retro breakdown. Oh man, we gotta go. Hey, what music should we use for the outro? um oh god i don't remember any of the music from this game i i i don't I, okay i almost asked you what game we were talking about today <laughs> oh my god uh you know what i'll figure it out metroid dread had good music but like it it's all just atmospheric music that works for the game <laughs> yeah. i can't think of any of it off off the top of my head right now and i don't feel like any of it is like listen to it in the car music no but um Oh, we'll, we'll find one, something one, and we'll, we'll one thing it. if I, this is a, impossible and I'm, I don't think it will happen. But if anyone listening to this happens to find a place or a website or has a way of knowing if Nintendo is selling um, the art that you get for beating the game in a certain amount of time on normal and hard. I'd oh, really yeah. Like yeah. Because I would love postcards, postcard sized art of those that I could like frame because those are the those are just such awesome pictures of each of the Metroid games that uh, came before this. There, there you go. That's Nintendo free money, please free money. Just you've already made the art. Just print them out and sell them for like, you know, five bucks a pop or whatever. We, you've got a buyer right here. Free money. That one's free. <laughs>